Parenting sucks sometimes. It's not like you see on TV. It's not like you see on Pinterest. And it's not what the perfect Facebook moms try to make it seem. Kids are loud. Kids break things. Kids always make messes. On Kids for Sale, we explore the reality of being parents. The parts that aren't fun. The parts that nobody wants to admit to each other. Because being a parent is hard. And sometimes the only thing that makes it easier is hearing how bad it sucks for someone else. So join us on Kids for Sale every other Friday on the Journey into Comics Network. Following, following the following is a journey into comics. Journey into comics. A journey into comics. A journey into comics. Journey into comics. Journey into comics. Network. 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 Production. Production. Heritage. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? I am your host, Dick. This is Podcastrophy. We are on episode 55, and as always, I am joined by my awesome co-host, Tyler. Hey! <laughs> One of those days, huh? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we are, we're officially on our own feed. We are on our own. Kind of. JIC is still hosting us over there until, you know, they can fill the slot. But, you know, until then, you get us in both places. But please, feel, please go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already to Podcastrophy on Podbean. Uh, we're still working on getting to the other places like iTunes and Spotify and Google Play, all those places. Uh, but we are on YouTube as well at Podcastrophy Podcast on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think wh what we're going to do is um, so we do our live stream on Tuesday for the main show. Any extra content just happens whenever it happens. Uh, Tuesday's main show episode audio episode goes up on Thursday like it always has been. And then on Friday, we re we re uh, release the video from the live feed to YouTube. Does that sound like a good idea? Yes. Cool. We're making business decisions live on the show. So what's up, Tyler? How you been? Uh, Have you recovered fully from last week's ruckus? Yes. <laughs> I, I'm <clears throat> still extremely busy. Yeah. So, you know, I was in class last night until almost 9 o'clock. Damn. And then, I, and then I pounded out a video for you. I appreciate for, it. For us to talk about I really today. appreciate it. Well, I meant to do it over the weekend, like when you texted me, and then, ow, I just smashed my finger. And then, like always, I just got really busy, and then I didn't, I didn't have time. Like Sunday, no shit, this was my Sunday. I woke up, 
about 8, 30, 9 o'clock. I slept downstairs in the chair because I've got some rotator cuff stuff or stuff, rotator cuff stuff going on. And it's very painful for me to sleep in the bed right now. Yeah. Um, so if I sleep in my fucking throne, my arm isn't as immobilized or at the position it normally would be. So I don't wake up in excruciating pain. But I woke up in my throne, literally walked into the kitchen, got a plate of pancakes and sausage that Skylar had made. (laughs) I I stumbled over to the kitchen. No shit, I ate like nine fucking pancakes. Hell yeah. And like six fucking sausage patties. I just, I I mean, it was like a bear before hibernation. I was pouring it in. And then, no shit, I got up, I put my plate and stuff in the sink. I turned around and I walked straight to the couch in the other living room and fucking went back to sleep. <laughs> and I slept for like probably five hours. Damn. Woke up. Skylar had went to Hooters to get lunch. I ate Hooters and then went back to sleep. <laughs> I literally slept all fucking day on Sunday. Nice. That is all I, I did. I had a busy, I had a really busy Sunday. <clears throat> so I woke up. Would you say that you took back your Sunday? I guess i did that see what i did there gross anyway so i wake up i love yellow card taking back sunday and yellow card are the same band no they're not not at all they are absolutely the same not at all yes no one one actually continued to go and make and actually improved upon themselves taking back sunday just died that was a choice though they chose to die (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was probably for the best. Nah. Anyway, anyway. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to debate that. We're not going to get into that. So uh, Sunday I wake up and Miranda has made breakfast. And this is like. So your day is starting off the same as mine. Oh, it's starting off great because, you know, it's been a very long ass time. I mean, it was your classic. Um, you walk down to breakfast. Breakfast is already made. It's it's displayed on the table for the picking, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's, there's a plate full of bacon. There's a plate full of toast. A fucking hero's feast. Yeah. And you know, it's, I mean, as much as it could be up in Joe's kitchen. (laughs) So, I mean, and like, this is like the first time I I feel like she's done it for him. She's done it for me and the kids before where she's done something similar, but this is just like the first time that I've like actually remembered it and like just taking it all in you know well uh, people people take for granted like oh definitely like breakfast in general is not normally a meal that i eat anyway same um but people take for granted like like if a whole family of people sits down to eat breakfast together normally everyone is grouchy mm-hmm. so i mean it's like the mirror image of I'm dinner u- time i'm usually groggy i'm yeah. very fucking <laughs> um lethargic and grouchy and just completely out of it, but fucking sitting at the dinner table with my wife and my kid and eating breakfast is one of the more enjoyable things that I get to do on the weekend. Yeah. You know, especially yeah. as busy as I am. She comments, I literally always cook for you and the kids. Not what I was saying at all, pal. Yeah. <laughs> Slow your roll there, pal. Yeah. We're talking about spending time as a family during breakfast. Yeah. We don't always get to do that. But, you know, it's like. I, I've I've shit talked Skylar a dozen times on the show about how bad of a cook she is. Mm-hmm. She can make about four things really good, and one of those things is fucking anything breakfast food. Awesome. So and so it, one of four things is all breakfast. Yes, <laughs> it's easier just to encompass it that way. So I I totally know what you're saying. Like 
fucking open your eyes, stumble wherever, and just, wow, mm-hmm. look at all this food. Yeah, I mean, it was just that if if I wanted uh, if I wanted uh, sausage, it was right there. I don't think she made sausage, but, <laughs> but we were one there, of those families bacon. that make sausage and bacon in the same. Oh city, man, so. it was. I mean, she, there was scrambled eggs. I didn't eat it because I'm I'm super picky about my scrambled eggs. Like it's got to be a certain way. And oh like, yeah, remember we we debated scrambled eggs. Oh like, yeah. 25 episodes ago and and you know it's, it's not that i it's not that i don't even think i've had her scrambled eggs but it's a fear of mine and i need to just i just need to suck it up and eat it because but the thing is when as soon as i taste something that like i am not into it completely ruins my appetite and then i won't want to eat the rest of it really yeah like it, so it, why don't why don't you eat all the rest of it and then save that that thing for the last? and that's what i need to do first before i before i dive into her eggs a- eggs are something that are like make or break for me. They will ruin my appetite. If... Oh I, yeah, I can believe it. Oh yeah, bad scrambled eggs are fucking bad. Yeah, no, I'm I, not. I'm not saying yeah. Miranda's eggs are bad by any means, but you know, we we debated like the correct procedures for scrambled eggs. And well, I, let, let's 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 hear this. We'll get back. Well, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll just refresh in it. Um, there's two types. Well, there's three types of people. There's the people that scramble the egg before they cook it. Before they put it in the pan, okay? I do that a lot because it's convenient. Yes. Um, there's people that put milk in their scrambled egg concoction. A little bit. Well, it just depends. There's yeah, people There's bit. people who put water instead of milk. There's a combination of those people that put water and milk. So you can't put too much liquid into the egg because it, it makes them super moist right. and disgusting. And fucking, I can't eat slimy eggs, man. I can't do it. <sighs> Me either. But if you ask a lot of professionally trained chefs, they will tell you that the best way to make scrambled eggs is don't add milk, don't add water, don't add any of that shit. Scramble the egg in the pan with whatever your lubricant is and just season it. That is how to make the the most perfect scrambled eggs. And recently I've started to do that and my eggs have actually gotten better. Awesome. I will have to try that out. It's been a while since I made you eggs. You have so you know, the the milk thing is also a filler. I mean, it makes it so you don't have, have to have so many eggs. Yeah. Um, you, yeah, it always crack, did make them poofier. Right. Crack that's a, what I want. Crack another egg or two in there, and then you get the same effect. Try it. You, I, might, you might like it. I will. It. I will. You just can't have the heat super high. Yeah, and that's Otherwise, you things. get fucking egg, egg skin, and I, I can't do egg yeah, skin. Yeah, I hate that. See, the, the trick is just keep moving around, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, see, I always, I always, my thought, my theory was that if I had it super high or high ish, uh, it would materialize faster and therefore create the chunks that I want, not the little tiny little bits. Mm-hmm. So that's all the little tiny bits is just all how much you move it around. All right. Cause every, every time we're learning things today, we're, we're getting folks. into some egg science here. Every time you touch your concoction that you have in the pan, you are not allowing that egg protein to bind together. So every time you fucking stir it, you're breaking those bonds. This really did get science. I was I wasn't gonna get into it this much. I was That's just, fine. That's I was fine, just gonna though. say the I've been scrambling them in the pan and I like that better. But <laughs> I mean it's food, so I mean I'll always talk about food, but like me, so you're a scrambled egg guy. That's your oh, favorite. Fuck, yeah. That's your favorite type of eggs. Yeah. See, that is my least favorite type of eggs. I will eat a poached egg. I will eat a boiled egg, but fucking sunny, a sunny side up egg is my favorite egg. I want that fucking yolk running down my face. Bet you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> but uh, 
It's hard to get the perfect sunny side egg at home because you have to have the fucking temperature set just right. Otherwise, you'll fucking burn the bottom of the egg and the top of the egg won't be cooked at all. Yeah. It's got to be right. And it takes longer to cook, so it's inconvenient. Yeah. Fuck that. But man, some fucking eggs Benedict with a little bit of hollandaise. See, I'm just not, I'm not a fan of eggs any other way because I don't know. I just. So you don't like like an egg sandwich? I get I could eat an egg sandwich because I got bread to cover up the, okay. the that, blandness of the the egg. Well, the it, egg white is very bland. Oh yeah, but that's why I mean that's what the yolk is for. The yolk's where your flavor's coming from. Yeah. And then you season it. But um, the key to a perfect egg sandwich, much like the key to a perfect grilled cheese, mayonnaise. No, 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 no. <laughs> it that that again is a personal <laughs> preference thing. If I want speed. I'll make I'll use mayonnaise for the egg sandwich or the grilled cheese just because it's it's faster. Yeah. You know, you don't okay. have you don't have to soften butter. You just bam. Um, it does make the bread kind of tangy. And depending on the kind of bread you use, it can make it pretty gross. If you use really sweet bread like um, like honey wheat or like a Hawaiian type bread, I use potato bread. And you use mayonnaise, it'll fu- it'll it'll that sweet and that fucking tangy flavor will make it nasty. I use potato bread. Uh, I'm a I'm a whole wheat or rye kind of guy. Gross. You don't like rye bread? No, I don't really. If it's not white or potato, which is white, right? Like, I'm not into it. That's fair. I'm just not into it. Like I. I but you it's, like it's a texture. You thing. like like sourdough and shit. I would imagine. I do. I don't mind sourdough. Uh, it's it's mostly just a texture thing. Yeah, I get it. Like I can't do wheat or whole grain. But all the point that I was trying to make is all butter should be salted. Like people should eat salted butter. People should eat real butter, not fucking country crock. Not fucking vegetable oil spread. That shit's fucking gross. And we all grew up with it. We all had it in our fucking house. Yeah, for sure. Um. <clears throat> But fucking treat yourself and get some good butter. <laughs> Kerrygold fucking is fantastic butter. You know, it's from the fucking grass-fed cows in Ireland. Hell yeah. They make good stuff. Hell I, yeah. Man, this, this fucking show is getting really weird. <laughs> it's I'm, not I'm glad weird. we can sit and talk about breakfast. It's not weird in the way that it normally is, which is more offsetting or off-putting. <laughs> I know, we... We, Normally we just, we're talking about dicks and balls and shit. I mean, last week we—I don't know how many times we went back to glory holes. I don't know. And the last—the week before, or two weeks before that, or the week before that, it was fucking uh, pegging. It was pegging, and uh, we've 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 discussed all sort all manner of butt stuff. God. And but, and here we are. Here we are <laughs> talking about cows now. We're talking about cows and breakfast food. Yeah. Um. But but uh, Land O'Lakes. Has a fantastic fucking salted butter. Yeah. Have you ever had salted butter? I don't think so. Try it. If I have, I, I didn't know. It's a it's fucking, just, it's a butter fucking is game changer. No. Butter, butter is, is butter, butter to me unless it's margarine. And if it's margarine, fuck margarine. I like margarine for shit like grilled cheese, or not grilled cheese, but like uh, macaroni and cheese. Okay. Again, it's a convenience thing. And you're not, I mean, I, I'm one of those weird people that doesn't like macaroni and cheese that's not craft out of the box. Yeah, I'm, I'm I will. I will shit all over fucking gourmet mac and cheese. Really? Yeah, you can you can take your shells and cheese. You can take your fucking Cracker Barrel brand uh, that you bought and spent nine dollars on a box of but fucking macaroni and cheese. What if it's like a homemade like? Nope, will not eat it. Will not eat. It. I, I don't. I'm typically the same, but I've had some real like if you just fucking 
melt some melt like a, a layer of cheddar over it. Oh my Here's the God. thing though, it's a texture thing for me. Okay. People never cook the noodle the right way. It's either overcooked or undercooked. It's either chewing on a rubber band or fucking eating raw pasta, which I'm not a fan of. Yeah. And then no one ever uses the right blend of cheeses. Yeah. You're you're absolutely if right. If you use an extremely sharp cheddar, you have to have a lighter cheese blended in with it to offset that fucking strong taste of the yeah. extra sharp. That's why it's extra sharp. <laughs> I can so, never remember which cheddar I like more, mild or sharp. <laughs> I can uh, never remember. <laughs> so, well, I mean, we're, we're going to keep talking about food because this this is a good conversation. It is. Uh, my favorite cheese, if I just want, like, like if you walked in here and said, hey, I have a fucking case of cheese in the next room, we'll pick your poison, Colby, all day. Yeah. Colby is my favorite cheese. It is... The perfect blend of everything mild and sharp cheddar is together. It's right in the mi- right in the middle. Um, but man, I fuck with some good extra sharp cheddar. Some Havarti. I'm gonna take you back to the Monocles days. Oh God! It's back when I worked at Monocles. <laughs> that was genuine. I just decided to act it out. Okay. <laughs> um, we we had a cheese. We our dough maker. You had, had a cheese wheel. No. Damn. I wish our our dough uh, mixer had uh, uh, an attachment, a cheese shredding attachment. Nice. And we would get these giant fucking like three by two fucking blocks of cheddar cheese. And we would just we'd cut it up into like little smaller cubes, mm-hmm. feed it in, feed it in. And then like that. What were you using the cheddar for? Uh, salads, oh, uh, specialty right, pizzas right, 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 like right. Ve- like veggie or. Uh, buffalo or bar- buffalo or barbecue chicken pizzas. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, but mostly just salads. Uh, but yeah, I would, I would just eat it, just all the entire time. I was shredding that cheese. Well, you've seen that meme where it's like, it's the like the fat little French bulldog, like peeking around the corner, and it says me when I'm going to the kitchen at two o'clock in the morning to eat uh, a bag of shredded cheese. Yeah, I've done it. We've all been there. I've done it. We've every, all been anytime there. I make, anytime I make any of my dishes, which are 90% pasta dishes, uh, I always use mozzarella cheese. And I'm always sitting there, oh, here's a handful for the pasta. Here's mm-hmm. a handful for my mouth. Mm-hmm. For my mouth. <laughs> for my mouth. With an F. Mouth. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm... Shredded cheese, you know part of the reason shredded cheese is so fucking delicious? It's the texture. It is. It's it, the texture. The, texture. the finely, the finely shredded. Oh, it fucking it changes the whole flavor profile of the cheese. It does. Because, and, like and freshly cut cheese oh, is yeah. the fucking best. Like, that's why the, I would go. I would. I would literally just anytime I'd go back to the walk in, lurk around the corner when someone's yeah. fucking shredding cheese, and then as I, soon as I they walk, walk away, just. I'd go to back to the walk in cooler and just fucking anytime. I oh, getting a stack of doughs. Better get a handful of cheese in my mouth. <laughs> In my mouth. <laughs> it's, um, so <clears throat> I buy the Land O'Lakes, like, little fucking cheddar squares. Yeah. To have as, like, a snack and shit at work. It's, like, Land O'Lakes cheese is not bad, but it's not as good as, like, cheese that you cut straight off the block or that you shred yourself. Yeah. Like, more times than not, <clears throat> if I'm cooking a, a dish that needs shredded cheese, unless it's, like, tacos, I'll fucking just buy a block of cheddar or whatever cheese. Number one, it's cheaper 
to just buy the block than it is to buy pre-shredded cheese. But you fucking shred that shit yourself. You can get it exactly the consistency that you want. Fucking take your game up to 11, shredding your own fucking cheese. <laughs> shit. Uh, so, back to my story. I'm sorry I hijacked your story. Oh, it's all about good. No, it cheese. was an awesome fucking... It was, no, I'm not even going to that. That's story. I'm going back to my Sunday morning. Oh. We're going all the way back. So, finish breakfast. Where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> what did I do after breakfast? Oh, well, knowing man. you, you probably stuck something in your ass. No. Not that day. Oh, okay. What that I, was Saturday. I can't remember what I did, what we did after uh, breakfast. I felt like we... I don't know. Because I know we went... <laughs> it's well, been lost to fuck time. It, whatever happened next, I know at 1 o'clock or so, we went down to Carnahan Hall for uh, the wedding expo. Oh, how was that? We got to check out a bunch of vendors. Um... Jess Wadley and Suzette McNew, they have a new business where they have a photo booth for weddings. They do photo booths. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, they, they had a booth for their photo booth down there. Booths and booths and booths. Booth, photo, it's booth squared. I heard you like booths, so I put a booth in your oh, booth. Oh, we didn't do anything. All right. <laughs> Turns out we, I didn't forget. It. We just didn't do anything. Uh, but yeah, we, we checked out all the different vendors. Um, by the way, we're getting our tuxes at Louie's. Louis. Louis. The fuck is Louis? So we're actually wearing tuxedos? Yes, we are. Okay. Tuxedos or suits. I don't that, know. that threw my whole game off. Not, not, okay, so not for the what's coming up, but for next year. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're the, yeah next year's the big shindig. Right. Uh, but yeah, so we, we're, we decided on Louis, uh, WSL Mobile DJ, uh, probably going to have Taze River cater hopefully mm. or arnie's hopefully they get better because i won't eat if they do if they don't well i mean i'm sure their service is different from their food <laughs> well no their food was even bad the last time I really was there. oh the man. one time i've went the service was terrible and the food was terrible oh so. man and the beer was okay they had they had these uh yeah the beer's okay i'm not a big fan of the beer i had one that was really good and i can't remember what it's called now but our, our total experience was bad enough that yeah. I said I would never go back. So, anyway. But yeah, so we went to that, and then afterwards we went and ate, uh, ate lunch with my mom. Uh, the, the previous night before, we went to the Purdue game. Uh, that, that was that was uh, Maverick and Desire's first uh, Purdue game, or football game in general, I think. So we were up in the stands, you know, watching, you know, that she got... Those the, fucking uncomfortable bleacher seats. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it was Miranda's first... It, it was her, definitely her first uh, Purdue football game. Uh, I, don't, I think she's gone to a Colts game. I'm not sure. She says things to me, and sometimes I listen. We always sit in the south end zone. Yeah. That's, and there's a bar right behind it. Oh, that one. Okay. So, yeah, we were on the opposite end because mm-hmm. it's a it's a U. We are at, we at the base of the U. Yeah, I know where you're at. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a good time. It was a fun time. We were out a little late, but, you know, we, we left a little after halftime. It was a late game. Uh, but yeah, so we ate lunch with my mom, and then then we watched Hereditary. No, that was Saturday night. Fuck, man, oh, my my weekend's so jumbled up. Well, but Saturday yeah. night would have been when the Purdue game was. Yep. So you're at least partly correct on yep. on you're you're melding your stories together. It's it's all I'm so tired. <laughs> it all becomes a wash. She's been to several Colts games. <laughs> Never mind. Already? I can't remember where I was going with all this story. Well, is this when we want to talk about Hereditary? 
No, we'll talk about that later. All right. But I do want to get into so a couple weeks ago, I went to I went up to the region to Chicago, which did, isn't the region; it's actually Chicago. Did you stop by a Dollar General Red Box? I did not. That's that's over, way way to the right of Chicago on the other side of the state. Okay. The, the, I'm the sure re- they have red boxes and dollar generals in Chicago. The the eastern part of the region. Uh, no, I went up to Chicago to see a concert, uh, Parkway Drive and August Burns Red. There were other bands, but I didn't care about them. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them. <clears throat> that was my, it was at the Riviera Theater, and I have not been there since October 2010 when I saw Social Distortion. And... Uh, Nice. That was a dab sneeze, guys. That was a dab <clears throat> it sneeze. It was a dab dad sneeze. Oh, yeah. We watched Hereditary Friday. See how fucked up my whole yeah. weekend was? Ah, Subaru has got me all fucked up. So I go up there. I uh, leave alone. I leave at like 5 o'clock. Um, Did you go up there by yourself? I went up there completely by myself. Uh, Nick couldn't get a baby. Nick was supposed to go up there with me. Where I was supposed to go with him. One of the two. So he couldn't get a babysitter, and just he just didn't go. All so right. I go up there, and as I'm sitting on Lakeshore Drive, I am in standstill traffic on Lakeshore Drive. It's I, All I have left is eight miles, and I am just sitting there going maybe three feet at a time. Right. Three feet at a time. Such as Chicago. And it, was, it wasn't bad until I got to that point. I mean, literally no one understands the concept of the uh, the the passing lane. Uh, everybody just stays in there and moseys, but whatever. So I'm sitting there on Lakeshore Drive, and I get a text from none other than Nick Torres, former almost host of Podcastrophe. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> so I get a text saying, I'm going to see Parkway Drive in August Burns Red tonight. I'm like, dude, I'm on Lakeshore Drive right now. He's like, what the fuck? No shit. Did you guys sync up? Yeah, we did. Uh, did you touch each other's dick? No, did not. Did he touch your dick? Nope, did not. Did you touch his dick? Nope, did not. Were there any dick touching of no, any sort? I mean, it, maybe in the pit. Okay. By accident. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll, I get in there. Uh, I didn't. I didn't meet. I didn't. We didn't link up until after August Burns Red. The other three bands had already played. Like they moved through bands. It started at six. I got there at seven. Okay. Yeah, it was seven. Uh, and they. Those bands just booked it through it. Just booked it through it. I'm like, what the fuck? And uh, so, in August Burns Red finished. Um, I'm standing there. I'm looking looking through the crowd, looking through the crowd. Finally find him. He's down a little further into the crowd. I, I, we link up. We sit and talk for a bit. And then Parkway Drive plays. Put on a hell of a show. August Burns Red put on. That was probably the best show I've seen them put on. Uh, they played a lot of their newer album, which I'm a big fan of. Parkway Drive played a lot of their new album, which I'm a pretty big fan of. Um, it's all right. I could have I could have done with a little more older stuff, but I'm I was very I was very okay with the set overall. Maybe one or two songs I could have done without and replaced with others, but this is my fourth time seeing them. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna start being picky now. <laughs> See, I'm I'm picky out of the gate. Yeah. Because <clears throat> though I'm not a musician, I'm, I'm pretty critical when it comes to musicians. And if you're going to put on a show, a performance for someone, um, you know, if you're traveling from the East Coast to the West Coast and everywhere in between, I don't think you need to change your set list from show to show. I think it's dumb if you change your set list from show to show. 
They usually don't. Most, right. But it's it's usually like maybe one or two songs that yeah. are interchanged. But your overall performance, people are paying for that performance on that tour. Yeah. So, but <laughs> if you play the same set list for five years, if you tour every year for five years and you play the same set list for five years and just add your new stuff in as you go, I think that's pretty lame. It is. Um all of these bands that are touring are successful because of certain songs off of certain albums that got people interested yeah. in the music. Play those. Oh, they did. They, they certainly play did. those, but don't, you know what the songs that are not popular are. And I'm not saying you should just play all of your chart toppers. Yeah. They, you know what I mean? I mean, they, they have their, they have their fucking singles from the, from the CDs and all right. that, their, their hits. And then they have their bangers, which are the fucking songs that get the crowds going. But then throw in throw in some like bonus tracks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, when we saw Five Finger Death Punch uh, last month, I was pretty disappointed in the overall set list that they had, and you were too. I was. I mean, the show was great. I really yeah. enjoyed the show, um, but the set list was just full of shit that I didn't need to pay to see. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like. I don't need to hear burn motherfucker burn. No, that's just <laughs> no. like <laughs> I would have loved to hear burn it down. Yes. Um, you know, we, we, we obviously don't need to, to fucking really dive back into five finger death punch, but just, just, I think, I think from tour to tour, your set list should change, but you really should cater your set list to why people are coming to see you. Yeah. They're not paying to come see you on a song that didn't even show up on the charts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. I'm, I mean, that some people might disagree with me, but, you know, when we saw Breaking Benjamin, I wanted to see as much fucking um, of their early stuff as I could. Yeah. You know, I, I love their new album. We, we both gave Ember very, very high marks. I would have liked to hear more from Ember. Yeah, on that, on that. I I would have liked a, a good split between the two, and their their, their set list was just kind of wonky. So. Yeah, so Parkway finishes great show. I'm once again had a blast because, you know, when Parkway Drive plays, if you go to one of their shows, um, you you don't get a choice as to whether you're going to be in the pit or not, like because the energy in the room just explodes. Like, everybody that wasn't participating suddenly is, and everybody is just jumping, moving around, and it's just... And, and I'm not usually that person. Like, I, I'm usually... I'm a stand and headbang guy. I'm a stand and headbang, maybe scream some lyrics, fit, pump my fists and shit. Right. But, like, there's something about it when... I, I don't know if it's just Parkway Drive or just the fact that they're my favorite band, but it, it, it just moves you. And you get you get involved in it, and uh, so like like I said, I'm not that I'm not a mosher. I'm not a jump. I, I don't jump. I don't fucking move around and shove people. But yeah, I mean, I didn't either that day. But I I, I jumped. <laughs> I at least jumped around, you know. And I wasn't getting pissed off at the people moving me around, which normally I would. But oh, I, I would have. I would have been fucking furious. I just know that that's part of the experience. With that's them. not the experience that I pay for. Though. Yeah. Well, then get to the fucking back. <laughs> really yeah hmm. maybe you should just not bump into people like an asshole that's not being an asshole it's, it's literally the entire crowd no it, no that entire room 
at least down on the floor. Okay, so our last concert experience. Mm-hmm. If the entire lawn was doing what the people behind us were doing, that's the entire crowd. Yeah. That would have been okay. Yeah. No, absolutely not. I don't want to fucking be bumped into. I don't want to <laughs> I mean, be, I guess I don't guess, want to be pushed down. I guess there is a place for it. I mean, and I was in that place. Exactly. I just had like, but that just happened to be a large portion of the venue is the floor. But perfect example, <clears throat> the, out of the few concerts that I've been to, there's been a couple times that I have fucking found my way front row right up against the stage. Oh, yeah. Me too. Okay. So if you are front row watching the performance happen and people are fucking blasting you in the back. It's just part of it. That's not the place. It's part of it. Get the fuck out of here and quit blasting me in the back. <clears throat> I'm trying to watch the show. Be considerate of others. It's just part of it. Be considerate of others. I mean, no, okay, so normally if you're on the if you're on the barricade, you're getting pushed into because people are trying to get to the barricade. Right. And there's, That's there's not usually what I'm there's usually like a thin wall of people like doing that and then there's the pit. So I guess you're right. You're, you would be in the place, the mm-hmm. right place for standing there. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, like I said, a great show. Uh, we left the venue, left the venue, talked to Nick a little bit, walked back to my car, which I parked in some uh, I- Indian parking lot. Nice. Um, didn't take cards, so I had to walk to the local Chase Dollar Bank. Dollar General. No, Chase Bank. Uh, and pull out $20, pay $3 to pull out $20. And, uh, I was like, I I told Nick, I'm like, man, I think I just paid to have my car shipped off to a chop shop. (laughs) It was still there, luckily. So I leave and I go, I'm like, I'm, there's no way I'm making it home tonight. Like I, I, if I had a co-pilot, maybe. But I worked this morning. Mm-hmm. I was like, I've been up since five. Uh, You're going, a sleepy boy. I'm going. I'm not driving. I'm not driving the three hours back to good old Lafayette. So I, I'd say, Nate, I'm coming over. <laughs> like, right on, man. We're watching Thor: The Dark World. <laughs> nice. Oh, <coughs> of all things, like, <clears throat> yeah, I'm just watching <clears throat> one of the better Thor movies. Their their buddy Cody was over and they're they're going through the whole MCU with him. He'd never seen it. Oh, so cool. they're just going cool, one by cool. one. Uh, so I, I I get on the road, I get off the road, and I'm like, man, I got to eat something. Sure enough, as soon as I get off the highway by Nate's, there's a Domino's pizza. I I was like, fuck yeah! I I, I was the asshole that went three <laughs> lanes over. Good luck, everybody. Yeah, it was it was, I think 11:40 their time. So like, there's nobody on the road. I just fucking 90 degree turned in and fucking went over to Domino's, tried to go in. It was locked. Oh, I was like, motherfucker. So I go back to my car trying to figure out what the hell. So I, I start texting. Nate. I was like, what's your address? I'm going to have them fucking deliver because <laughs> I, I know some some stores. They close for right. carry out, but not for delivery. So I just had a I had a pizza delivered to their house. And then uh, they fucking. <laughs> So we get there, we watch, I fi- we finish watching Thor the Dark World, hang out a little bit, Cody leaves, and like, while, after Thor the Dark World, I was just like passing out, passing out. Cody leaves, Nate, being the most hospital fucking person ever, pulls out his couch bed, 
pull-out couch, pull-out bed, words, and sets it all up for me, you know, gets it all ready. Like, I'm just sitting there watching because he won't, he's not going to let me help. He's not going to let me help. Right. Sets it all up. I'm, I get, I get all squared away and in bed. I'm, I'm literally like laying there as if like I'm waiting to be tucked in almost, but I'm I'm not going to do that. So I would have asked (laughs) next time, Nate, (laughs) be ready. Uh, and then we proceed to talk for another six hours. <laughs> six hours? I mean, I know. Okay, I think the conversation started before that, and then it just it didn't end until like three thirty their time, so four thirty my time. I was almost up for four or twenty four hours. Yeah, um, had a lot of good chats, good conversations, good conversation about this show, good conversation about other shows, uh, just good conversation in general, and then. I went to sleep. Wake up in the morning. I finished my pizza from the night before. Noticed you had a kidney missing. Uh, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I, I had made a plan that if I was going to stay at Nate's, I brought a microphone with me. I brought my GoPro with me. Okay. And I made a plan. I said, if I stay at Nate's, we're going to record something. I don't know what it is. But we're going to record something. So we recorded a segment for this episode. Okay. And because this is a big episode. This is a, a first episode on our feed, our new, the official podcastrophy Podbean feed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are on our own now. And to commemorate that, I wanted to talk to Pod Daddy Nate. So what we're going to do. The one that started it all. The one that started it all. So what we're going to do now, folks, is we're going to switch it over to that. Audio, I have we I have the audio recording about to play, live stream. You're about to get the video, so here we go. What's up, everybody? Dick here, and uh, I'm sitting here with Mr. Pod Daddy himself. Oh shit! I'm on Podcastrophy again. Yeah, yeah, you are, dude. I don't even know the last time I was on your show. Seventeen, maybe. It was around Christmas. Was time. that POV porn? Yeah. Yeah. Well, or P-O-V-R porn. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that, that's... Because I think you guys were playing a show that night, weren't you? Or, no. No, I don't remember why I was in town for something. But I came to your place to do that. What? I think I just... Maybe Brando and I were doing something. Yeah, too yeah. Also. And yeah. I, was that the... No, because you messed around with the uh, the network stuff like the the site and all that the coding that was way <laughs> that was before. way before <laughs> way that's a whole that different a, universe it feels like two lifetimes i ago, know right actually it, it's it's crazy to believe that uh basically a year ago uh we recorded episode four of podcastry right here in this house yeah after the, the fruits of war yeah the fruits of war i was fucked up after that show <laughs> we had just played The Room, and that was the first time we actually debuted How the Gods Kill. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. funny enough, you really enjoy that song. And, uh, you know, to me, that was a really cool moment because it was early in podcastrophy. Yeah. And you were kind of getting your bearings, and you're like, hey, I think we should just like do this episode together. And it was the girls, myself, and you. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. It was a blast, and I loved it. And I think I've been on like maybe one or two times. I know that I kind of am technically on every episode as like the blesser of the <laughs> yeah, episode. Yeah, you pop in on the chat feed and then I'm just like, hey, it's Pod Daddy. Yeah. Which, I how do you feel about Pod Daddy? Because you, you started with Pod Father 
And like, I think, I can't remember who said it, but someone's like pod daddy. It was, it was Nick. It was on yes. damn Graploids. Yes. Uh, when we did the Fool's uh, Week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty good memory in that regard. But uh, no, I don't mind pod daddy. If you guys want to call me that, it's Because cool. I, I just love the whole daddy culture that's been going around. Yeah. And on the internet, it's like daddy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well. I mean, I guess to some people, maybe I'm a sex symbol. I don't fucking it's know. Just, it's just funny. So. It's it just is funny, funny to me. But, uh, that's, that's the only reason I do it, because it's just comedy. Yeah, I really don't mind it. Uh, the Podfather thing kind of came as a... It would totally double backhanded, actually. I don't think the origin of this has ever really been talked about. I had... Uh, josh richmond on the voice of survival and yeah as everybody knows the long story it's like the network and everything we have doesn't even start without him giving me incentive to start podcasting and blah 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 but when i was talking to him privately off air i had called him i was like man you know technically speaking because of you like you are the pod father of all of this and he did not accept that title he's like just please do not call me that and i was like <laughs> okay fine you know like i'm not gonna take it personally like, he laughed he thought it was funny but he's like that's unnecessary you know you you guys have made your own path and I, was, I really appreciated that but I remember I told Brando or somebody that and then the next thing I know you guys are calling me podfather and I was like okay I can let this stick like I'm not really against it and then I like I guess I'll call myself podfather like, right I, I I'm sure you know in some way I, I you do look at the network and 10 shows we've had like a total of 14 or 13 different shows on our network all time in history if you include shows that are no longer on the network um, or that are doing their own thing now or whatever. But uh, to look back really at your journey is cool and impressive to me because the day that I'm on the high of episode 50 is the day that I like got you as a person. Yeah. For real. Yeah. And it wasn't even on 50. I don't, you know, 50 was special and <clears throat> weird and all these crazy things were happening surrounding the day. And it's also like the baby shower or the wedding shower or yes. something for, it was, it was the baby shower. And so like then, and then like Mike and Joanna thought it was a smart idea to go get coffee before the podcast when we were already, it, anyways. So we were like on this like tight time crunch and you get lost in, you're, I'm in the podcast. Mm -hmm. What do I need to say? When do I need to say it? How much time do we have? Oh, my God. Especially considering we had guests from California coming on through Skype. Yeah. And had a guest from Illinois coming on through Skype. And we have to make sure all of our times are locked in. And a room just full of people. Full of people. And video Two, games. And video games. <laughs> and, and, you know. Uh, Too many people. <laughs> in that moment, I don't really see you being yourself because we were all kind of stressed for the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think it really comes through on the recording in retrospective. I've listened, you know, over 200, almost 200 episodes later now as we approach 250. Uh, but with you, when we did the metal cast right after. That was where I came into my own. That's where I was like, I fucking get this guy. And you guys like had this plan and you dropped like the, the concept of podcastrophe and shit. Mm -hmm. And like there were all these things, you know, and it was very exciting to me. And I remember leaving that night going, somebody wants to start a show under my feed. And what does that mean for my future? And that's really aside from, and at that point, I think maybe we had just started talking about doing journey into wrestling foodies wasn't even a thing yet so i mean it's i mean i feel like sort of live maybe had done their first episode uh so when you guys yeah. brought that concept like we want to do this other thing it was like oh whoa like we've inspired people now what the fuck does that mean well it, it all started with nick torres you know he he wanted he'd been watching kind of funny he'd been listening to you guys 
Uh, and like, he, he was like, I want to do this. I want to do this. And he, he asked me to do it with him and, you know, fast forward never happened. And then I finally, I was guesting on journey into comics. 150. I, I was guesting, uh, not, well, yeah, there was that, but like I was guesting on the show more. I had my segment True. because I, I asked Brandon, I, cause, um, Shuddy, who was who's the other guest? Or the so other we, host? we temporarily had the third in Shuddy. Shuddy, uh, yeah, and he got overwhelmed. <clears throat> He's a full time dad now because his kids he got full custody of them so okay yeah he's taking that role on he already had mad scientist party hour i had always said in the very beginning when he joined our show never do i want you to think i'm trying to take away from that yeah if it gets too much don't feel weird about stepping away it's not personal well so like you guys had the third co-host and sort of Sort of. It was like for seven episodes yeah. or something like that. And and then he, he was he was on the intro for like another twenty. Correct. <laughs> Which is what kind of got me thinking. I was like, they already have the, the they have the guy in the intro still, but he's not on the show. So I asked Brandon, I was like, Do you guys want another co host? And he's like, Let me talk to Nate. And then he's like, Do you want to just do a segment at first and see what see where it goes? And then that turned into podcastrophy. Well, yeah, and it was funny because, you know, the way the ball kind of gets rolling with this, you saying you wanted to host. I remember Brandon comes to me. He's like, hey, man, you remember Dick 50th, Metal Cast, all this guy who wants to do podcastrophy? And at that point, we had kind of interacted a lot on Facebook yes. at this point. I was like, yeah, I know Dick, duh, like, duh. So what's up? And he said, well, I think he, he wants to, like, be a host on JIC. What do you think? And my thought, and I and and I don't I don't want to speak for Brando, but at least for me, it was like, well, I don't want you to have to commit to something yeah. that you're not even ready for. Because at that point, we had just ramped up. JIC was a weekly show. Now we were dedicating mm-hmm. every Monday to the show, no matter what. We were recording and making sure it came out. We were not being lackadaisical about releasing stuff, you know, because that kind of became a, a small habit. You know, you do some point. Spend your tires in podcasting if you're lost in the shuffle and you're not sure what's next. Yes. Uh, but I remember I consistently was on you like, are you guys ever going to do podcastrophy? What's up with podcastrophy? I'd love to hear podcastrophy. Like, yeah, I'm going to steal fucking podcastrophy. It's going to happen. A lot of it had it came down to uh, getting the equipment and then it came down to uh, us. Then after I got the equipment and all that, like I started I needed mics and then that, so that's, I guess that goes into equipment, but, uh, it, it all boiled down to us actually doing it and just, we would get off work at three in the morning and not want to do anything. He'd want to play video games. I'd want to sit on Facebook or YouTube. zone out, do anything other yeah. than get locked into a project. Yeah, and, and when we moved in together, not long after that, we, it was actually the night that I saw Parkway drive for the first time, which last night I saw them for the fourth time. Uh, with Nick, actually. with Nick. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, he didn't go to the first time though. Uh, but literally that night I picked up on my way home, I picked up uh, fallout four and awesome. And then he, I, then I, uh, carried on to not play it, uh, and watched him play it instead. Cause he, he bought it too. And, uh, so by the time I would get done watching him and I'd go play it, I'd be like, I just watched him do this. I don't need to do this. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> kind of got but discouraged down to play. Uh, that's just how I am with video games. Sometimes, like I, I, I'm either really into video games for a little bit, or like I don't want anything to do with them, and, I, and I'm all about life. Uh, but so, like, life just happened, and the podcastrophy never happened. I ended up joining a band. I ended up joining Drunk Octopus Magazine. 
Yeah, um, there were lots of projects on your plate yeah, for sure. Yeah, both of those things <clears throat> fell through, and then I started. That's when I started going into the mixing world. Uh, I wanted that do. I wanted to try that side of music out, mixing and producing, and that led me to guesting more on the show, and that led me to uh, doing my segment. And then that yeah, we started. Le- we, I mean, legendarily, we had the one episode I'll never forget, which was the Blaining. Yes, uh, man, you were live on that episode with yes. us. Like you and Brando were together, Skype yeah. in, maybe talking think, about our drunk stories. Yeah, totally. And the, I think that was the <laughs> that was my segment. Talked about the biscuit in the same yep. episode. So yep. uh, it's just, uh, yeah, I remember. Once we kind of got at that point and 150s on the horizon, you know, and we're pushing towards that moment, I noticed you really loving this a lot. And it wasn't just like, like, I remember Brandon said, Blaine's having a hard time knowing what to do for our segment because he feels like he has too many things he wants to do and what to do. And, you know, we're, we're gearing towards this culmination of 150 now to, to be yeah. brutally honest with everybody coming into July of last year. Aside from like blips in the radar of briefly like saying, oh, we'd love to start a network, haha, whatever the fuck that means. There was no seriousness behind that. We had not at all thought, okay, like we can actually do a network. There's a feasible way to do this. Um, so when we get closer to 150, Brandon says, we got to start working on the Patreon. Like I, I, I had this idea I wanted to bring to you and he had done a lot of work getting the initial constructs of the patreon down and uh veronica and sarah were like because we were trying to figure out like what are we selling people if the podcast is already free and ultimately it came down to veronica and sarah were like you guys should make this the point where you make it the network make it bigger make it not just about journey into comics you could blow the door open and uh you right out of the gate were one of the first people I thought of. Um, but I didn't know where your head was at in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's funny what happened at 150. Yeah, Brandon, he was like, I, I was talking to him one day and I'm like, dude, I don't know what to do for this week's segment. Like, I don't have a topic. Like, and I got to get it done. I was like, I, I, I got to get it done. <laughs> you had the drive. And I, and I was like, I, I, he's like, dude, just start your own show. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, <gasps> you you freaked out. But and I freaked out, but like I realized I was like, you know what? It it really isn't hard to commit an hour or two a week or every other week to just talk. Well, and considering the length of your shows now, oh yeah, I know. I mean, Jesus, fifty. I mean, to just reminisce on on fifty a little bit more, like you guys went fucking three hours and change, three and a half hours, and yeah. you actually technically broke iTunes. Because if you go on iTunes and look at that episode, it says the episode's four and a half hours long. I don't know why. That's weird. It is very weird. I am not sure how that happened. But uh, yeah, I know you're like looking like, what the fuck? But hey, do your research. It's real. I even listened to it on iTunes. And you you didn't notice that it said four hours and 31 minutes and (laughs) 26 seconds or whatever the fuck it is? If it's dead on to that, I'll freak out a little bit. Like, how do I know that number? <laughs> I, I shouldn't know that number. But yeah, so like he said that to me and like the gear started turning and I was like, 
I, I need, I should just do this. Then you RKO'd me out of nowhere. Yeah. It was pretty, yeah. it was pretty legendary how you guys set that up because Brandon and I were talking about like, Oh, 150 and the future. And then he was talking about game addicts and how things were moving forward with them. And he's like, I got this new intro will debut for game addicts. And I was like, yes. And I'm all excited, and then all I hear is this terrifying Silent Hill fucking <laughs> siren for like a minute and a half, and I'm like, what in the fuck is this siren? Is it really just a siren, Brando? Like, what in the I hell? heard it too, because I was in the other room, and I could just hear it through your headphones. It was so loud. It was very loud, man. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> That's not my intro. <laughs> and it's something had to do with a headphone jack on the laptop or yeah. something wasn't yeah. actually letting the audio play. So then when he actually plays it and it was podcastrophe eminent, podcastrophe, and I was like, oh, fuck, like it's on. And then you came on as a guest and it was like, man, that's a beautiful moment in time. And then it was like, okay, well, now we have like uh, someone who's doing something again, inspired by what we're doing. Uh, so then what came next still not a part of the plan, even when we were doing 150, that wasn't a part of the plan. So when the idea of the network gets brought up, like really going for it, it was like, well, Dick just said he was doing podcastrophy. And I think I casually messaged you. I know we talked about it on the show and on the show, you were like, it's going to be my own feed. Like you were like, I'm doing my own yeah. thing. And it, and it just things totally shifted because everything shifted when the idea of the network really got going. And Brandon's like, dude, just come on our feed. Like you don't have to do any extra work. You just record the podcast. We'll do the rest. And, uh, you started bi-weekly. Yeah. And then you just had to have more. Well, cause so I ended up recording like three episodes in a week or two weeks. And I, so I was just sitting there and it like the before, I can't, I can't remember how this all went down, but I remember at one point, like I had backlogged so much that I didn't have to record for a few weeks. So when it finally came time that I had to record, I was like, Oh fuck, I got to record. Like I just forgot. Scramble mode. I just forgot. And I'm like, so I, I just wanted to do I it every like that week. Was, he's not that fast. Episode eight. That yeah. Was the first time you came out of that. Cause I remember when we recorded, I don't even know if on fruits of war, we say it's episode four because I think you were uncertain of what order it was actually going to yeah. be in. Yeah. So you're like, it might be three, it might be four, five, something like that, you know? Like, so. Mm hmm. Yeah. It, I remember, yeah. Fuck. I don't think it was, and it wasn't until like we got, it, it was nice to actually get a set schedule every Wednesday live stream, or at least live streaming every Wednesday. And, uh, especially, and, you know, Tyler joining Podcast if he was, easily one of the best things that we could have ever done because you know he he's he's very insightful he's very very intelligent and very uh he, he drives the conversation he is the content of the show and you know like i i've kind of taken a back seat since he's joined because you know uh i'm the type of personality that if bigger personality is in the room i will let them have their have their have the room and uh, that's just how I am. Like I, I like to listen. Totally, you I, I will. Get I will always in the conversation. I will always listen before I talk because I, I just enjoy it. I think that's what makes you unique as a podcaster too. Because some people in podcasting, and not to call anybody specifically out, but um, it just is a happenstance that when you're on a podcast, I'm not really listening to what you're saying. Some people get lost in that. Like, what am I about to say next? Yes. There's no fluidity of like hearing what you say, absorbing it. Well, that's podcastrophy though. It's a conversation. Exactly. And it's that, a conversation. You know, and I think that not to 
on because I think you're going to play this on your live stream or something. So not to mm-hmm. jerk the live stream off, but uh, publicly. Uh, but um, it just uh, it's under the table. To, oh, it was under the table. Okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, you guys innovated our network to another level because you brought the idea of live streaming on. Uh, you know, I mean, you guys superseded Game Addicts because Game Addicts had the idea for Twitch and they wanted to do this yeah. Twitch thing and Twitch, 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 Twitch. And you were like, fuck it, we're doing Facebook. Meow! And yeah. you took the fucking forefront. I mean, episode one, you're live streaming that. Mm-hmm. And you've done it throughout. And, and not not every episode, right? There's been a couple that you There's haven't. a bunch that we didn't. Because, like, I know we didn't record here, obviously, when we did Fruits of War. I mean, once... Once we got a set schedule, for sure, that's when we started live streaming every single episode. Yeah, and I don't know, did I... Um, there may have been one, I think it was the the one with Austin. That was the one that didn't get live streamed. Because you were also not on location. You yeah, and I, I had to get that done. Like, I there, there was no other way I was going to get Austin on there without him backing out last second or <sighs> something. So I had, to, I, had to, I had to sneak a Zoom into a party and be like, just... Hey, we're going to play Cards Against Humanity. By the way, all these mics are set up. <laughs> In the art of true podcasting. That was very good. And uh, yeah, that was a fun episode. Whoever taught you that podcasting trick, you learned well. Nobody. I just did it. Oh, I thought you learned it from me because that's like my MO too. Oh, like, no. oh, by the way, we're also recording a podcast. No, yeah, I just I just went out. into that and I, I set up the mics. I'm like, hey, guys. <laughs> that's a press record. We're playing. We're playing cards against humanity, <laughs> and we're on. And it was a, it was a it was a soft open. I, I loved doing that too. Like where we, I had just hit record and the conversation was already happening. And then you get into the episode. Yeah, yeah. We I can't do that, that as much now because I hit record and eventually that that intro is going to play. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> so, but yeah. I, I could still do that if I ever were to ever go on location, which you know. This is episode 55. We're we're time traveling right now cuz 54 hasn't happened. Yeah, yet. 54 hasn't happened. It's it's much like the fruits of war. We're and time actually, traveling. Today is episode 53's release. Yes. This is timey wimey crazy. Shit. It's crazy. Okay. But so this is episode 55. We are on our own new feed now. Officially. This is the first official new episode on the podcaster feed Podbean. It's crazy. You're all grown up. I'm all grown up. I think it's weird because this has been the, like, some people might look at this and go, what the fuck's happening behind the scenes? I think it's important that we're talking about this, like, openly because this has kind of always been a goal Mm -hmm. for every show to eventually have a live feed if they feel they need it or if it's necessary. Because some shows, like your show specifically, are not containable within the network, mainly because you are craving the idea of creating even more content. Yeah. Which fucking inspires me because now you're gonna have subsidiary shows that are your own thing yeah that are still a part of our branch of whatever and it's gonna be awesome across the board it's it's more it's more coverage for the network you know totally and you guys can hit markets and talk about shit that no one's touching and it doesn't necessarily end up a main feed show but it does end up giving you a whole new audience to see what you guys are doing. The main thing I want to do here is like I want to be able to create content without clogging our the the network feed up. Yeah. I want to, I want to be able to just throw shit out there as soon as it's ready to go and not worry about stepping on the poor reports or poor entertainment, poor news. I, I don't want to step on their toes. I don't want to step on kids for sales toes. I don't want totally all that. Uh so 
I just want to, I just want to put stuff out there for people to enjoy. And I think that, it, and, and this, I mean, look, at some point, if things work how we want it to, what you're doing is just going to essentially still be the same thing, but it'll just be when you go to journey comics.com, you now see that there's podcastrophes RSS and here's the stuff they've put out yeah. and here's kids for sales RSS and the stuff that they put out or whatever. And this is just an opportunity for us to expand without, like you said, clogging the main feed, because again, we're unique in the fact that we have one feed on a network. A lot of networks go, well, every show has to have its own feed and blah, 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 blah. I don't really believe in that. I kind of have always, and I think you get why believed in the community idea of this because it draws more people in. Now yes. more people are interested. Now you're getting cross contamination yes, and pollination exactly. of shows and things where the kids for sale folks need to have you and Miranda on at some time or Tyler and yeah. Skyler on or me and Veronica. You know, like, there are endless opportunities now that have been created because the way our network runs. Mm -hmm. Because if everybody was on their own feed doing their own thing and never had to interact with anybody, they wouldn't. Mm -hmm. They'd just be on their own journey doing their own thing, not yeah. interacting with anybody. And so. I, I love I love the fact that we have this, this network uh, all in one feed and that and I know I'm going, I'm, I'm leaving the feed, but like, it, it, it's cool to have it there in the beginning because I got to know everybody and those, our group chat is awesome. Yeah. Both of them. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> For two different reasons. Yes. One's very professional. One is tomfoolery. Uh, <sighs> There's some tomfoolery on the very professional as well. <laughs> Sometimes, once in a while, yeah, yeah, we should be honest. I mean, if you just look at the name itself. <laughs> so we should talk, though, about also, because some people who are hearing us today are also still hearing us on the Journey into Comics Network, and they're yeah. going, I thought that Podcastrophe went to their own feed. What the fuck am I listening to? Well, the plan is that I want, and uh, you've given me permission to keep uh, new episodes of Podcastrophe on the network feed for a couple weeks. Well, technically, as long as you want them, yeah. but... So, uh, yeah, I mean, you could technically keep that spot there for podcast fee until another show comes along. If, if you so choose, that's probably what's happening. Okay. Honestly, I'm, I'm completely I mean, I, fine I, with that. You know, I know we, I've got, um, it's interesting and not to, to, we're just tangenting all over the place here, but good to know. It's like a little mini network meeting, but you know, there are a lot of people and concepts and ideas being tossed my way that people want in on this mm -hmm. now. And it's not about filtering out bad ideas. It's about helping anybody who's coming on hone their idea because the deal is this. In January, there are certain shows that are on our network right now that in January won't be here. Not because they're going away forever, but adulting ain't easy. Their season one ends when those two get married. They need to take a break yes. and have yes. a wedding and, and enjoy. And enjoy themselves. Yeah. Exactly. And I don't want them being clogged down with that. Well, we got to do this podcast while we're all freshly married and wanting to do other Although things. Although that would be a great idea. Maybe they still will record like a yeah, that's up to, to them. start for their next season. That's, that's up their to own, them. That's their own jam. But, you know, we're going to need a Wednesday show. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, uh, you've got Kids for Sale might take a breather. Gallifradio definitely taking a breather at December because Doctor Who will go off air. You can only Christmas. talk about so much Doctor Who. And and it's good to just yeah, shut up. <laughs> and it's good to limit it, you know, and, and whatnot, you know. And shows like Bruce with Dudes, I just like Podcastrophe admire Nick just as much because you guys. I think Bruce with Dudes should be its own feed as well. At some point, I feel like he's going to make that move. Uh, 
I don't see why he wouldn't at some point, yeah, you know, maybe I don't, around 50 or 60. It's whatever Nick wants, honestly. Mm-hmm. I don't want to ever make him feel like he's getting kicked off the network feed. No. Um, because it's not what it's about. You're going to your own feed, still a member of like, our network. Bruise with Dudes is just so huge. It is so huge. It needs its own feed. Because it, it, it's got to be so confusing for people to be like, well, which is another reason I wanted to get my own feed. Oh, yeah, well, I have a podcast. Oh, well, where can I find it? Well, you got to go to Journey into Comics and then subscribe there and then you get it. And then you got all these other shows, which is awesome. But if you don't want them, then that sucks. But <laughs> well, and, and the thing, too, and you're getting in on the deep end of this is you're going to find out, as, as you probably already know, that the having your own feed is money a month, no matter what's coming in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, it's it is rough in that regard. I mean, you got to make sacrifices. (laughs) You do. You do what you got to do. But uh, I feel like any show that is ready to evolve into the upper echelon of like doing their own feed, it does nothing but help us. Right. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, even even in the retrospective, like game addicts, if they were still attached to the tendril of our feed, the concept is they're doing their own thing. And now we have a spot open on on the main feed. But they are representing us we're representing them and it yeah. is ra- it's that whole brian k morris the rising tide raises all ships right yeah like, if one of us goes up we all go up so podcast removes to its own feet and it just strengthens our network now we're just getting it's a bigger tendril you've become mm-hmm. our first like like we are wwe's raw and you are now our smackdown yeah. you know i mean because we're Every show mentions another show at some point during their episode. Almost every week. It, it, like it, every episode of every week. I, and I I mean, I'm like the king of plugs. Fucking anytime something relatable to another show pops up, I was like, oh, like this episode or this this show we have on our network. Or, I mean, I, I do it mostly with Bruce with dudes just because I talk about Nick a lot. Yeah. Nick and Dick. Come on. It's Yeah. There you guys are forever. I, I saw that post. Oh, yeah. I saw it. Uh, there, there's a story behind that post. Oh, uh, I'll, I'll get into it on the actual episode 55. Ooh, you guys will have to check in there, which I, I hope I remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, if you're watching this right now and you and Tyler are watching it on your screen as it's playing live on the who live knows, stream. it might just go. We might throw that up and I might we might just walk out and fuck off for a little bit. Oh, nice. I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. We, we might not be there. The fuck off crew. <laughs> Podcast for but... the fuck off crew. Yeah. It's crazy to think too, because here's, and this is something we've not even officially talked about, but you still have the opportunity, even with podcaster, of having its own feed, you having your own sub genre of shows that you're going to be putting on your own feed. You still could create a brand new show for the network that would be on the main feed if you ever wanted to. And yeah. it, it doesn't make, yeah. it doesn't change the thing because again, it's the strengthening and the evolving of what we're trying to accomplish here, which was never the plan, you know, mm-hmm. like going and it were, by the time your episode 55 comes out, we will be one month, I think, removed from being one year where every day of the week we've released an episode on our feed. So 365 episodes in a year. I feel pretty accomplished by Hell that concept. Yeah. Um, and I'm hopeful we can keep the streak going. So far, nothing terrible has happened that's prevented an episode from no, going out. But, no, no. Uh, I mean, there's been a couple close calls with <sighs> Brews with Dudes. There's been so many close calls. <laughs> there's been but- a couple close calls with podcast feed just because... Since I'm, I've been doing the, my own uploading for it. Like I just, oh shit, I gotta, I gotta mix and upload that right now. Like oh yeah, like actually night have before to go beyond that. So Patreon uh, people, 
Sorry. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Actually, I got to get both your podcaster fees up because, eh, but it's Patreon. That's my bad. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, um, yeah, like I'm very excited to make this move to our own feed because you know the whole the whole purpose of podcaster fee is to have a conversation first and foremost. Second of all, I have this cast of characters of my life. Oh yeah, I have all these people in my life that I love very dearly, and they. I want people to know these people. Uh, I want these people to know each other if they watch or listen to the show. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have so many people in my life, I, and they're they're in different groups. So, and I'm always talking to one group about this other person, this other group, and this other person in this group. We're talking about this person, and like they never get to cross. This okay, so they could get to cross if they watch or listen. One, they get to cross if they both guessed. Yep, which I've done that a few times now, and that's been really fun. Yeah, actually, same time people. travel episode fifty four. You had some interesting guests. I hope. Yes. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> yes. Uh, you had interesting guests. I, I had hope. interesting guests this coming Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, when I brought on Shane and Ryan from Only Human, I thought Shane and Tyler were gonna hate each other, and they ended up fucking just like. They were eye fucking each other the whole time. Bond and hard. Oh yeah, hardcore. and like Tyler's been like, "Hey, when are we gonna get Shane back on? When are we gonna get Shane back on? When you fucking tell him to come back on?" Yeah, Tyler. honest, honestly. God, uh, not that hard. So it's just, yeah, I can't I can't wait to see what other worlds we can make collide. Totally, and I I can't wait to see the evolution of podcastrophy beyond what I can offer. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like. Maybe as a pod father, I've not been the greatest fostering you guys because I didn't think I really needed to. You had an idea for this show, and I've not really had to give you much input yeah. or say, hey, this is what you should do. Because every decision you've made, I think at least, has been the right decision Okay, for this show. Um, in closing, because this is getting a little long, I want to actually be able to do the regular show. <laughs> Sub Tyler in the live feed. Hope you guys are doing fantabulastic. Um. So that, that what you just said was a perfect segue. Moving forward on my own feed, what kind of advice do you have for me? And Tyler. Oh, man, okay. So I think there are a couple important factors to think about when and, and it's not even I guess it's difficult for me to think about giving you advice like that because it's not like you can't just call me and get the advice all the same, but I get yeah. the reasoning why we're doing it. But this it's cool to it's cool to record to- it. Totally, totally, totally. So <laughs> At least in my opinion, there's a couple things you need to look at. I already know you have the drive, but I also know what episode 60 brings and 70 and 80 and you're kind of lost in the deep end of the waters and it starts to get murky and you're kind of spinning your tires. I've been there. I did it. Mm -hmm. I fucking... It's a thing you have to learn to transcend no matter what. If you want to be a creator like that, and I'm certain that you and Tyler both do, it's... um, it's maybe dedicating it even when you fucking hate it and you don't want to do it. It's still just like, God damn it, I'm not doing this for me anymore. And that's what I've learned with Journey into Comics. It's a very important, I guess, way to retrospectively look at the whole bigger picture is that with Journey into Comics, I want you to feel the reality of me. But I also know that I'm not doing it for me anymore. I'm not sitting down, even if it's cathartic to talk about the shit that I'm talking about. I'm not doing that podcast for Nate Phillips and Journey into Comics. Yeah. I'm doing that podcast because 
Blaine or AP or anybody out in the world, whoever listens to our show, wherever they are, is getting something from it. That's why they're coming there. And if I, for one second, and this is the advice part of this, if I, for one second, let them down, I'm actually just letting myself down because their expectations mean more to me than my self expectation, yeah. I guess, you know, and it's not even, any, it's not anything you have publicly said to me or anybody has said to me like, Oh God damn it. You better do a JIC episode this week, motherfucker. <laughs> but at the same time, it's um, notable to recognize when it's hard to do it and what you're doing it for. And yeah. if you can keep your level headedness of like, why am I doing this? What's the purpose? I think you guys can accomplish anything. Yeah. Luckily, like, I think a long time ago, it stopped being about me doing it for me. Good. Like, because the show itself, it, it's all in the moment. It, it's no, we're not really delivering news. We're not really, uh, yeah. It's it's all in the moment. It's all in the conversation. So like, all it boils down to is like, we're I'm not. I don't care if people are out there listening. I, I just want the conversations to happen. And, that, and they're there if anybody wants to listen to them, the, if anybody wants to watch them. The conversation that's happening in the room for Podcastrophy is um, in some way therapeutic for the people that are in the room because you guys are connecting yeah, on a level. Exactly, and people the, don't do that anymore. Correct, you're, and you're, you're, you're that's connecting why I do it. on a level that is honest too because podcasting I think breaks down a barrier where here's the deal. If I say a fucking bullface lie – it's out there for the whole yeah. world to hear and they can go, Hey, you you're a fucking liar. I don't <laughs> you said like this. It. You said this. You said this. Why but, you said yeah, this? Like the thing is conversing is a lost art. What it's all boiled down to these days is, and I don't want this to break into a whole conversation cause I got to keep going. I, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> but what it boils down to is like all converse, all communication is these days is text messages. All it is, is Facebook comments, mm-hmm. Facebook messages, and it there's such a breakdown of communication and emo, like there's no emotion to it anymore. It's just text. And then you're on left a screen to guess what that person's feeling yeah. actually. Yeah. Which can a lot of times create way more confusion. We're yeah. not here for that. I do have one last piece of advice. Go for it. And um, this is something I think that's very important to mention. But uh, you guys moving forward also have to believe wholeheartedly that whatever you want to do with that feed, however it is, what if you, hey man, you call me up, it's two in the morning, I got this fucking crazy idea for an audio drama, I've already got like a script written and blah, 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 we're going to be rolling it out, it doesn't have to be whatever, yes, please do it yeah. for you, it's not, at that point then, even still, the network is not about me, this goes back to the whole bigger picture that I'm always preaching is, the network was not created because Nate needed a network of people to talk to and run and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I saw all my friends, much like you, who need an outlet to let their voices out and their hearts be expressed how they truly need yeah. to be. And it fills me with pride and joy when any episode comes out that I wasn't a part of. I mean, it just it makes me just very... Very, very, very proud, like a dad kind of, you know? Yeah. It's like because it's like you just did episode 50. I remember my episode 50. I'm now at episode 200. I think about where you guys will be at 200. And that's uh, a dedication thing that I didn't tell you to have. That's passion. And I don't think there's much advice I can give you other than to just be passionate throughout.
That's all I've got. Yeah. Like it, it's just the passion's definitely there. The thing is, it's overwhelming thinking about uh, what do I what do I need to do? How, how, what can I? And it's overwhelming in a good way. What like what can I do to improve? Oh wow, that's the train of existence. Train of our existence and a motorcycle. And a motorcycle. Who knows if it'll be heard? I'm sure it'll be heard on the video. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That high quality <laughs> yeah. recording. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just it's overwhelming. Wondering what can I do to make this better? What can I do to improve the quality of this? What can I do to wow people? Uh, and I'm 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 always looking towards like my inspirations like kind of funny or rooster teeth like what do they do that like they have whole production crews and that's that's <clears> something <throat> i would eventually like to move to but it's just a matter of you know finding people because we don't make money off of this finding people who want to do it too for the passion first. for the passion you know and obviously if i were to get a crew they would all be part of the show like they could guest on the show and somebody i, I want if I have a crew, I want everybody to be interchangeable and do the other person's things. Symbiotic. Yeah. So everybody's getting a taste for it. So that, that's just like a little taste of what I want to do eventually. Yeah. If it, if that were to ever happen. And oh, man, with podcaster, I just feel like you guys have an opportunity to keep doing what you're doing, but keep getting, as you said, better, quote unquote, better at it. But it comes down to one small thing. There's only one other thing you could do to make your show better turn your volumes up in post so the podfather can hear them because sometimes they're not that loud sometimes uh, it's actually because i'm really deaf so it's more on me than it's you, on you but pal. <laughs> sometimes i do like like man i need to like turn this up all the way to 100 mm -hmm. well like i i i the, immediately as soon as it's done rendering i i uh, listen to it in iTunes, like on my computer. Oh, so I and I skim through it. So I check levels through that. Bitch, I, I monitor that way. I actually so, never knew this process, folks. I'm learning something new right so now. I, I just listen to it just to make sure there's no bullshit. Uh, for the most part, well, your show has lots of bullshit, no, so much but... bullshit. <laughs> but you know, that's it. That's all I got to say today. That's all. It's. I'm really glad I had this opportunity to come to Chicago last night and then crash here. Because it gave me this opportunity to have this conversation with you. Fucking A, man. Not to mention the five, six hour conversation we had last night. Totally, totally. Which was totally. awesome. Man, that should have been its own that, podcast. It should have been, but, but we were just catching up. It was, yeah. it was much needed. Uh, you know, I need to, to just return the favor. Thank you, because the network isn't what we are now without Podcastrophy being a literal, genuine cornerstone of what we created. I mean, you are like the like the firstborn that's not of my own creation you know what i'm saying like I, yeah it's, it's weird yeah. to say that but like it, it, it truthful i truthfully mean that you and ap will always have that very special spot in my heart in podcasting because when we started this you guys believed in my stupid idea and and you know vice versa and i believed in your guys's awesome concepts the poor rapport and i was like oh fuck yeah an actual news show let's do yeah. it like let's bring some political shit to the fold no one's having the balls to actually talk about that on their podcast and then your concept just like raw open topic whatever and i'm like oh my god that gives you an opportunity to have no set anything you're mm -hmm. you're malleable throughout and that's something i kind of wish jic had but it's a journey into comics show. So yeah. let yeah, it stick to ner and, nerd culture. I and, get it. And that's why I've created like 17 other podcasts <laughs> for myself to be a part of. So yeah. Yeah. Um, really it's only like four, but you know, uh, no man, seriously, 
uh, you and then of course Tyler joining you has uh, again everything that you've done has been the right choice you, every step has been the right choice you add Tyler the live streaming you know um, planning to have like you know uh, you don't just live stream and go okay well, we live stream you like share it all the fuck yeah. over and get exposure like crazy and it makes me sad when I miss it on a Monday because it's not on the day it typically <laughs> We records. labored so hard that day. Oh, man. <laughs> what was that title? But? But rocked and laboring but hard. But rocked. Because we went and saw Five Finger Death Punch and Breaking Benjamin, and people claim that they are, quote unquote, butt rock. Oh, weird. I, I, it's whatever. I like, I like Breaking Benjamin. That That's a whole, like, seven other podcasts that we could cover. <laughs> maybe we will sure yeah uh but yeah thank you again for joining me on this no, or me joining you, you technically well <laughs> i but, guess so I, mean, I can't wait for this to i can't wait for this to go live you know and everybody don't lose the this. footage no every time i've been filmed in the past the footage typically gets lost or something <laughs> i don't know if that's like a running gag that the universe has with me so i'm just like always mm. fearful when anybody records my face i'm just like it's it's almost it's funny. I almost should have just live streamed this. That would have been cool. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, it oh, technically well. is. Uh, All right. Thanks, Nate. Thanks, Dick. See you. Well, I'll see you every Thursday on podcasterfeed.podbean.com. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That was a cheap pop, by the way. It's something like that. Okay. Somewhere along those lines of that that URL. I don't know. So you're going to send it, it back to your main feed dudes now? Yep. Going to send it back to the actual live feed. Perfect. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was like, that was like the weirdest, like going from, Hey, <laughs> because we're hey! like, Hey, Cause, so what happened was audio listeners, uh, we started recording it. It start, it starts ahead a little bit before it actually records. So the last thing I said before um, the the clip from the video played was, uh, here we go. <laughs> and then it starts recording. I'm like, wow, that's actually perfect. Yes. So now that we're back in real time and not two weeks ago, what did you think of uh, all the things we had to say, Tyler? I said some nice things about you. You guys both said some nice things about lots of things. And it made me feel good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Because I, I think back to the day that Mr. Brandon Stone started explaining to me the podcast network that they that everyone had. And I was like, cool. Yeah, man, I'll, I'll listen to your amateur podcast for sure when I have time. <laughs> you know, I didn't I, I wasn't being a dick about it or anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, you know, busy guy. Like, I don't like at that time, I really only listened to Rogan's podcast. So. I didn't really have time to do anything. Um, and then one day he's just like, you should, you should be a guest on our show sometime. And then like shortly after that, you're like, I need to get this guy on my show, but you didn't say it directly to me. You said it to everybody else, but me. And I just, I just kind of waited it out. I knew you were going to ask me to be on your show and I was fucking excited because I like to talk. <laughs> Yeah, and we were, you know, we were becoming friends at the time. So Definitely. It, I mean, it was the perfect time for me to guest and experience what podcasting is, other than just listening. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's been a fun ride, you know, having you join and then having uh, all these different people interact with you, interact, and you bringing people to interact with me. 
which really you've only brought Travis and Clint. And Clint. And Clint. Well, which I, we need to get Clint back on here right. for sure. We need to get Travis back on here. I've I've got a big long list of guests, um, but right now, all of my guests are hung up in scheduling conflicts. Really? Like yeah, like every time I say, hey, you know, would you want to be on the show this week? Well, man, if your guys' show was still on Wednesday, it'd be perfect. <laughs> but because of all the other, you know, I've got class and stuff now, so we. You know can't. who else says that? Dave Linder. Yeah, he's like, I work on Tuesdays. I'm like, man, I, I want Dave back on. No, I do bad. too, for sure. Um, you know, maybe now that we're on our own feet, I mean, you might be able to get yeah Dave on for a special ep- episode, like on a Monday or a Wednesday or something. But. Yeah, I mean, we we you and I discussed uh, a little behind the scenes. We we discussed whether we wanted to just make every episode a main episode and numbered. Or if we want to just make every Tuesday the main episode and everything else extra. I, I and I, I don't know if this is what I initially said, but I think that anything that happens on Tuesday should be a part of the main yeah, episode, that's, that's, and that's that should be numbered. That is, and then that's what you anything said. else that happens throughout the week or the month, you know, that that, that those four episodes, because you know, four episodes a month. Anything else that happens uh, before or after those four episodes, we should just title. Yeah. You know, and they're all basically one-off things. I mean, it, it could even be a series of shit. Yeah, and then that, we... that, that's what I was thinking about doing is making a series like, oh, like a chat with Dick or mm-hmm. some Just obviously that wouldn't be it, but like something along those lines. Well, we've we've talked about doing... Like Podcastrophe Presents. Right. We've talked about doing more of the, the kind of uh, FDR fireside chat type mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. you know so we, we're not really sure where we're going to end up especially six months from now you know this yeah. is this is day one of officially our our new feed mm-hmm. like and official where, official where we're going to start really driving at home that hey you need to fucking subscribe to, to j- us to us i about said journey into comics and journey into comics too and journey, because of course, they, they yeah. deserve it but like if you like our show and you like our live stream like we need to pump our numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. Rookie numbers. We need to f- pump them the fuck up. We have been getting some like, like organic downloads on the po- on the podcast fee Podbean. Like, I think uh, a co- there's a couple episodes that have like ten downloads. Cool. Which is no- I mean, it, it doesn't sound like a lot, but across fifty four, fifty five episodes, that's awesome. I mean, having just put it on there mm-hmm. and only four or five followers. F- three of which are uh game addicts and journey into comics and me <laughs> so it's like i think that's really awesome you know, yeah uh, I, ha- I haven't subscribed yet just because i don't uh, have time alex has our guest from last week cool yeah yeah she left us a very nice uh facebook review I, she did which we appreciate yeah if if you listen if you watch uh head on over to our facebook and you know review us uh Give us some stars. Give us some five stars. Some give us a one star. I mean, even if you, even if you like it, just give us a one star. Because, well, don't do that. Wow. I mean, if you want us to be, if you have something legitimately, if you legitimately have something that you think could be better about the show, or something that we do that takes away some value from the show, uh, throw a one star up there and let us. You know, we want feedback. We need. Yeah, we need that constructive feedback. Otherwise, we're just going to continue to spin our wheels in the same place 
and just talk about butt stuff every week for the next six years. Glory holes for life. Glory holes and butt stuff. Forever. 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 I hate you. I know. <laughs> Did you just fucking Han Solo I just Han Soloed. I just anti-soloed you. God damn it, boy. <laughs> so I, I don't want. I don't want to get super mushy. We just got you and Nate just got super mushy. Yeah, we did. And I got wet. So, what's uh, what's our, what's our next topic? We've we've got a couple things. I got I got a couple things lined up. Uh, well, I think we've uh, I think before we do this, we've got a quick one that we can just kind of knock out. Topic: the, the Predator. Yeah. Okay, you saw the Predator. I have not. Yeah, I did. I have not seen the Predator yet, but I know. I know everything about it. I know what happens in each scene throughout the movie. Um, I haven't even seen it, and I'm fucking disappointed. Yeah. And I stood up for this film. Yeah, I you fucking did. stood up for it. I this this film. Uh, I said some things about the trailers, and I I, I continuously every trailer that we saw, uh, that you showed me that I saw, uh, I just continuously stood by my stance of this movie doesn't look that great this this movie does not look that great and i but i i i I always said i'm still gonna go see it because one it's predator right two trailers can be deceiving maybe they're maybe they're trying to portray something differently in the trailer than what the movie actually is a little fucking misdirection yeah so i went and saw it and this movie was exactly like the trailers it was just gung-ho fucking we're gonna go we're there's this fucking alien and we're gonna go kill it yeehaw <laughs> that that's what this and movie, an autistic boy and an, an autistic, autistic boy. boy an autistic boy yeah so uh, so before you continue did you know that the original draft of the script was the hero saved the day and then dutch arnold schwarzenegger from the original movie shows up in a fucking helicopter and says get in oh man and then they fly off into the sunset without getting into spoiler territory there was like three moments where they literally like threw back to the original movie like they're like like i think there was a point where they see a bunch of motorcycles and said said get to that chopper (laughs) get in the choppers (laughs) Mm. it was so bad and then there was oh what was the oh uh, Olivia Munn. There's a scene where uh, she's in the lab and the the predator is like all stra- it's all sedated and strapped down to a fucking table, and she walks up. And she goes, "You are one beautiful motherfucker," mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me? This movie was fucking cheesy and not good ways. It was awful. It really was. It, it was awful. Just say it. It was Blame. awful. It was awful. It was in terms of a predator movie. It was awful. Miranda loved it." Uh, was it worse than AVP? I liked AVP. Okay. I still stand by. I like AVP. AVP was pretty shitty, but it the, is. It's a scene, shitty movie, but the I scenes still with the Predator it. were pretty cool. Yeah. And that that alien queen fight at the end was really yeah. Um, is it shittier than Requiem? You cannot stand by Requiem. You cannot. I would say it's on par with Requiem. Oh God. Uh, it's bad. Like, I enjoyed this movie more than Requiem okay. in terms of I. I enjoyed the characters more, which is not saying much because these uh, man, every single character in this movie was comic relief. 
That, even the autistic kid? Even the autistic kid. Even even the serious characters, quote unquote, were comic relief. And I did not like that. Every every single character in this movie was cracking jokes left and right. Like everything was like a fucking joke. Like a, a one line zinger. At le- just left and fucking right. And, you know, the action sequences were cool. Um, the CGI was pretty terrible. As as I said in the tra- from the trailer of the the ginormous fucking predator in the trailer, well, was just that CGI bad, or was because some of the small pre- the regular predator scenes were CGI too, right? Yeah, those were okay. okay. Those weren't bad, but the, I, f- I figured it was just the big one. The big, it's the so, big motherfucker. It's so disproportionate. So uh, there were some things about the big the big boy that I did not like. Like he has all of his technology built into his own body and it's 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 you don't see it it's just there like like his cannons pop right out of his shoulder his his invisibility it's it's his infrared it's all part of him and they don't even explain that really Mm. they they don't even explain it you just have you just have to draw that conclusion because you see it happen and like he's clearly like he's he's clearly been enhanced uh, and and it, they they note they bring that in and they say oh yeah they're trying to hybridize that the, there's human DNA that the, they're bringing in they're trying to t- collect our spinal fluid essentially and the, of the best of the best the the bravest warriors the most skilled people the smartest people and they're trying to put that into their own genome and make themselves better mm-hmm. I didn't like it yeah I don't, I don't think we need to say much more than that I'll, I'll definitely watch it when it comes out on blu-ray or i'll pirate it um but i'm i'm really disappointed and i'm i'm, I'm more so disappointed that shane black has allowed the film to become this because yeah he, he was in the original predator movie he has he has directed good films or been a part of good films not iron man 3 don't don't even fucking pretend that I said that people listening to this podcast. Um, but I'm just I'm just disappointed. I'm, I'm fucking pissed. Yeah, you didn't even see it. And I haven't even seen it. And I'm pissed. And you know what? I'm, I'm more pissed about, you know, I brought the Olivia Munn thing up last week. Whatever. I'm just pissed that Olivia Munn is in another movie. <laughs> a shitty fucking Internet superstar. That's yeah. not a good actress. She's not. And it's does it's, not deserve again, any publicity. Once again, it's very apparent in this movie. She's not a good actress. She's just <sighs> not. I'm sorry. This movie was yeah, a I disappointment. Mean, take away all of the drama and controversy going on between Olivia Munn and the cast and Shane Black and, and all that. Take all of that away. Before any of this happened, my opinion was Olivia Munn is a shitty fucking actress. And that has not changed. So we have all these motherfuckers going around saying, oh, Prometheus sucked. Oh, Alien Covenant sucked when we have this piece of shit. Yes. But I think (laughs) those have good stories. Decent. Good. Prometheus had a decent story. Covenant had a good story. Riveting stories. Yes. Thank you. They they, they make you think. They make you wonder where it's going to go. They keep you drawn in and keep you wanting to know what is next. This movie, I don't fucking care. Like this, it was entertaining. I'll say that. That's that's a positive. It was entertaining. Mm. Uh, the one, the 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 regular predator was cool. Even he was comic relief. Oh. Even he was comic relief. 
Spoiler so, alert. So at one point, he hops in the back of a truck, a, a military truck, kills all the people in the back, and the driver doesn't even realize it. But he's, he's like, hey, what's going on? Is everything all right back there? He chops off the arm of one of them, sticks the thumb up, and sticks it through the window. Mm. Fuck you. <laughs> so Predator is not comic relief. So a, a little bit... A little bit more spoiler territory before we move on from the the new Predator film. Does the initial uh, rumors that were circulated that the Predator is the small Predator is fighting w- on the sides of the human beings? Yes, kind of. Okay, so it's the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Somewhat, okay. yeah. The 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 regular Predator, the we'll, pre- we'll call him the Normie. The Normie. He is actually on the run from Big Boy. From Big Boy, from his actual race, essentially. Oh, this is an outcast. Because he doesn't agree with what they're doing. Oh, so he's an outcast. And he he goes to Earth to give them something. Mm, okay, that's what I thought. To because there there's a war coming. There's a war coming. That it. It's almost it's almost in line with Prometheus where they were trying they were going to go back to Earth to just eliminate him. Think about how bad the sequel to this film is going to be because you know they're going to make one. <laughs> it, it, they left it open, yeah. Spe- yeah, what the Predator gave him, the Normie gave them, which is cool. It was it was actually really cool what they what he gave him, but I don't want to see another fucking one of these. You know what I, we should have. I hate I, for 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 sorry to interrupt. No, but you're right. I hate the main actor. I can't stand that guy. He's he's okay. What he, was it? Hayden Boyd? I think that's his name. He's a better actor than than Olivia Munn. Yeah, yeah. And he wasn't he wasn't terrible in this movie. Ooh, I hated him. I had in a Logan. bad calf cramp again. Oh no! I headed that one off. Um, I but, hated him in Logan. Oh yeah. I could not stand him in Logan. But his character was written that way. Yeah. It was supposed to make you hate him. I hate his accent. You know what we? You know what we should have? Yeah, that's real. Yeah, you know, you know what we should have got instead of this film, a sequel to Predators. Yeah, Adrian Brody with Adrian Brody. Absolutely. That is, we should have got that. Absolutely. Because that that film took the franchise in a slightly different direction, but it still kind of fit into the mythos. Mm-hmm. So, why didn't we just keep? going with that because that film actually had a decent review just overall review was decent that movie overall was good yes well we think we both really enjoy that movie critics hammered it at times uh i thought the cast was really good and the story wasn't bad it was a really cool premise don't get me wrong i have my qualms with it but overall i liked it yeah a lot it it was it was a good it was a good movie so that's where you should have picked up Adrian Brody was just too badass. The whole movie. <laughs> it's not as bad as Christian Bale Batman oh, voice, I, so. I, I, it took me, it took me a while to get used to Adrian Brody, his character and how overly badass he was. I guess I can't remember his character's name. I don't either. I don't remember it either. But so moving on. Yeah, let's move on from the Predator before yeah. I have a fucking aneurysm. There's this video that's been circulating. Oh yeah, I shared it. <laughs> I shared this fucking vid. <laughs> I, I I wish I could find the original, but this is just the one I saved, and uh, it's it's nuts. Just just watch. Please don't die in a car, and now he's videotaping me. Because this because is 
unlawful. So you know what's really fucked up? You know what the, the whole premise of that video is? This guy made a wrong turn, and he pulled up to that guard shack, and mm-hmm. he was just going to turn around. And this woman was like a guard shack attendant and just had a fucking aneurysm. Just <laughs> just went nuts. Went full meltdown. Just full meltdown because this guy was just trying to turn around. You know, he didn't fucking blow through uh, the little guard shack upright. He just pulled up. He was going to back up. You know, this is like 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. He's fucking pulled up, was going to back up, turn around, and then drive away. <laughs> Help! Ma'am! He's running me over! <laughs> he's, just, he's just sitting there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Cameron's been quoting this thing, like, since Saturday. Oh. And, and, and you know, he does his... Uh, uh, I have a migraine voice with it. So he's just yelling and his his voice just carries and pierces all ears. It's that accent. It, and it, it, it just it it completely drowns any sound that oh, will yeah. that you could be already listening to. Oh, yeah. And he's just yelling Mike over and over again. And Mike. Mike! And of course, Mike Norris, Game Addicts podcast. He's just he's just like, what the fuck is he yelling for? <laughs> he was so confused. So does Mike actually know why he's yelling now? Yeah, we I explained it to you him. You educated and, him? Yeah, and I, I showed a couple people the video and Oh boy. <laughs> so yeah. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Oh boy, oh boy. So now that we got that out of the way, we have another thing that just dropped today. And uh, we have the exclusive first uh, talking about it on the on the network. So here we go. This is Captain Marvel trailer and that's not it (laughs) I love the blockbuster video fucking 90s I keep having these memories. I see 
see that shot of Ronan. So I'm just going to make this known before we dissect any part of this. Number one, this is a film that Blaine and I will be seeing opening night. Yes. In March of 2019 in fucking IMAX. This is a movie that's IMAX worthy. Yeah, definitely. Number two, this is the only Marvel movie in the last two years that when I watched a trailer, the hair stood up on my arms. Yeah? This is the only one. Really? Only one. I've gotten that a lot. This is the most well done and most interesting trailer. That doesn't really tell you much that at all. That doesn't tell... Well, it actually tells you a lot. It does without So we get to, s- we get to see plot. the scroll, you yeah. know, on the beach. We get to see um, her punch that old lady... <laughs> Which it's you gonna can, be a scroll. Which you can just tie two two together as a scroll. I hope it's a scroll. Um, I hope it's not because then she just punched an old lady. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, we get to see young Nick Fury, which mm-hmm. looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to see uh, Jude Law's character. We get to see Ronan. Yeah, we get a brief glimpse of Ronan. And, well, and, I mean, Jude Law and Ronan are both brief. Yeah. Brief glimpses. Marvel. Um, I would assume. Jude Law is Marvel. He is, is Marvel. Yeah. So, um, I am, the, you know, I said after Infinity, because I, I had, I had very low, a very, I still have a very low opinion of Black Panther. Um, but we saw Infinity War and I said, yep, nothing will top this. And then we saw Deadpool and Deadpool was a better film in my opinion. I still stand by that. Um, and then after that, I said, the most excited I was, or the most, the movie that I was most excited for was Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. I thought Ant-Man and the Wasp was going to be killer. Um, it ended up not being as good as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's on par with the first movie. Yeah. It was a cool character piece. Yeah. I mean, it. yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to say that five times. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, but now it's like, what do we have until March of 2019? As far as movies go. Well, we have the DC universe. <laughs> I, I think the Aquaman, Aquaman's I think the gonna Aquaman film is going to be good. I think it is too. Um, you know, you and I are super pumped for Venom. Oh, yeah, we are. Uh, I have really high expectations for that now, um, especially after this last batch of trailers that we got. Um, I haven't seen any of them. Oh, yeah, you have. I just saw the last, uh, the, the last trailer I saw was the one where they showed Riot. Oh no! There's been another one since then. It's, it's the it's the one where you got a better look at the at the the Venom suit and like you know he's he's talking about uh, the guy being a turd in the wind. Yeah, we we got another one after that. <laughs> I haven't seen anything past um, that. But after that, there wasn't really a whole lot that I was like, man, I, I gotta go see that. Mm-hmm. I gotta go see it. I'm loving all these movies coming out, and you know, because there's like Captain Marvel. I don't know shit about Captain Marvel. I want You're going to learn everything that you need to know in this film. Exactly. This is, from just watching the trailer, this is the one time and one time only 
that Marvel and Disney is going to get an origin story right. See, I, from what I understand, they're not doing much of an origin story. But they are. They're, it's just she's already going to be Captain Marvel. Right. And That's how you do an origin story. Yeah. You have the character. I don't fucking care how the character became the character. Give me 15 scenes that are maybe five minutes long. Broke up. Flashback. Boom. Okay. This is how she got the power. Flashback. Boom. Yeah. This is how she met so-and-so. Flashback. 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 Origin story done. Fantastic film done. Mm-hmm. We don't need any and more the, than and that. And you know, in the way they do that, it, it's there's there's several TV shows that do that. And you it makes you keep wanting... Like, it, it splits your attention on, yes. in a way that it makes you like, oh, man, I can't... I wonder what's going to happen next. But there's this flashback going on, which you want to know what happens next in the flashback once exactly. that goes back. And it's just like... It's just this constant like yearning, but you your yearning keeps switching. Yep. It's 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 a really cool feeling. Uh, I I can't wait for Venom because as don't as 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 much as I hate to admit this, I don't know a whole lot about Venom. What? Um, in terms of like the actual mythos of Venom and all that, like I obviously I I watched the cartoon the Spider Man animated series as a kid. I saw Venom on. There's there. a couple different variations of Venom. Yeah. I saw you know, Topher Grace. As you know, <laughs> there's there's the whole. I mean, there's the. Hate to admit that I. That's a thing. There's the whole. You know, the symbiotes come from their own planet, and that's battle planet, and it's symbiote planet, and you know, there's a whole fucking like civilization of nothing but symbiotes, and then there's the Spider-Man animated series where they just you know fell from a fucking planet in the sky and ended up on Earth. Yeah. Or. Um, what was uh, J. Jonah Jameson's son's name? Because he, he's the one that initially... Yeah, brought it back. Yeah, brought it back. But I think the most recent one is uh, Noel. You know about Noel, the god of the symbiotes? Oh, yeah. There's there's a shit ton of different variations. Yeah. And then, and then the, what's cool about the symbiotes is they've kind of transcended um, characters. Like, at one point... Uh, all of the children of Venom joined together with Deadpool and made a fucking Uber symbiote. There's been, you know, symbiotes have been in Thor comics. There's just, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's, there's a lot of room to run with a symbiote. You can do about anything that you want. Um, I'm glad that we're not getting carnage straight out of the gate because mm-hmm. I think that would be, it would have ended up being just like Venom in Spider-Man three. Yeah. It would have there's been, no t- gr- there's no buildup. No. It's just, hey, I'm Venom. Cool. There's no buildup in turn. Okay, so the way I thought Spider-Man three was gonna be, I thought there, I thought it was gonna be so. Spider-Man three, he gets this is Topher Grace, by the way. He gets the Venom suit. He gets the the black suit. Uh, he goes through all of his baddies for that movie, and then at the end of the movie, at some point, at, towards the end of the movie, he gets rid of the black suit. Obviously, he goes to Eddie Brock, and then he he makes his transition off screen. Or on screen, whichever. Uh, it'd probably be better off screen since leading into what I'm going to say. Right. Spider-Man goes, beats the baddies, which would have been Sandman and uh, Hobgoblin, Green Goblin. Hobgoblin. It, it, it would have been Hobgoblin, but it, it they never gave it a name. It was just was Harry. Hobgoblin. It was Harry. Yeah, it was Harry Goblin. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then, so off screen, Topher Grace makes his transition into Venom, and then you get like a little fucking marvel easter egg at the end where it just leads into another movie there should have been a spider-man 4 and that should have been venom's movie with carnage with i don't know 
That would have been the perfect time to bring him in. Oh, just a little a little snippet of the symbiote breaks off of Topher Grace yeah. while him and Spidey are fighting. And it just happens to crawl into the armored police car where fucking Cletus Cassidy is. Yeah. And Either then we way. have and then we have Carnage. It would Either have been way, that easy. Venom should have got his own movie in that universe, in the yes. same in the Sam Raimi Spider Man universe. Mm-hmm. And that didn't happen. And instead we got the bullshit. Like I think I would have liked that more, even if it was still Topher Grace and that bullshit version of Venom, if we got a whole movie of it rather than just a scene. Yeah. Because then at least we could grow accustomed to it and, you know, maybe enjoy it. Uh, that's a big maybe, but... I, I don't know that I could have enjoyed it uh, because yeah. Topher Grace is not Eddie Brock. No, he's not, and he's... A, uh, I did not like him in Predators either. Or, yeah, Predators. I liked him until he became, like, super serious psycho killer. I actually like that character development. That's one of the only uh, main, like, big screen roles that I've enjoyed him in. Yeah. Not when a date with Tad Hamilton. I haven't seen that, so no. It's actually a pretty funny movie. You can fuck off. <laughs> but back to Captain Marvel, uh, before we get too deep into Venom. I, I Oh, God, calf cramp. I am... Um, I, I just I can't say enough how excited I am to see Captain Marvel. Same. Um, hopefully, the end result is a little bit beefier than uh, what the return on my investment for Ant Man was. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ant Man definitely wasn't a bad film. I'm not saying that by any means, but um, you know we called. You and I already called ninety percent of Infinity War. I mean, we called it almost scene for scene. Mm-hmm. And then you know you and I. Uh, amongst a group of other people started dissecting what we thought Ant-Man was going to be, you know, and how that was going to tie into Infinity War and blah, 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 blah. And we literally called that movie scene for scene. Start to finish. You and I called out everything. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really need to see the movie because I already knew what fucking happened. Yeah. So. I don't know. I, I think this is going to be good. I think this is um, Brie Larson's her name, right? Yeah. Brie, I think this is her time to shine. Um, I think this movie will be good enough to justify her coming in and fucking saving the day in, in uh, Infinity War Part 2. Very excited to see where, where this leads in terms of Infinity War. There's a there I guess a, uh, the plot of Infinity War four or Avengers four leaked, and I guess it supposedly takes place five years after the snap. Well, so the the plot of Infinity War is not concrete. Yeah, they're doing reshoots right now and actually writing out the plot of that film as they reshoot. I thought, but they already shot the movie. They shot a version of the film. Mm. So. Over the last week and a half... So uh, this is new development, okay. Yeah, over the last week and a half, what they've actually been doing is they've been going through um, with each actor and group of actors and reshooting a good portion of the film. Not... This isn't solo where they're doing 85% plus, um, but they are reshooting apparently a lot of key scenes and they are rewriting the plot of the film. Because when... Filming when production for I'm just going to call it Infinity War Part two started, they did not have a concrete script. They did not know how the film was going to end. 
they didn't know anything in the middle. They only knew how the film was going to start. And I'm reading rumors the last couple days that even how the film is going to start was not concrete, and they may or may not have changed that also. So, oops. <laughs> that kind of bums me out. I don't know. I A lot of the actors that are in the film, like... Um, uh, what's Bruce Banner's character's name? Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo, thank you. Um, I almost said Lou Ferrigno, but <laughs> I mean I wouldn't have been wrong. But not entirely no. Right. Um, Mark Ruffalo. I read an article uh, with a statement from him the other day, and he said that himself, among other members of the cast, are very excited, very enthusiastic about the reshoots that they're doing. Um, so I don't, I don't think this is damage control by any means. I think, I think this is entirely the way that they intended to do it. Like, yeah, here, let's do 30% of the movie and see how this shakes out. And then, you know, if we want to change some stuff, we'll change it. If not, we'll just leave what we've shot in there and just do a really good job editing it. You know, they have the best editors in the world when it comes to film, so they're not going to struggle. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I'm excited. Korg was on set. Yeah, that was one of the... That's exciting. (laughs) So so I think that is part of the reshoots because, you know, one of the biggest questions that you and I had um, for either viewing of Infinity War was, okay, the film starts. Thanos' thing is he will only wipe out half of any civilization. Even if they resist, he will not kill them all. So we see a lot of dead Asgardians on the ship, but we don't see Korg. You know, we don't see Valkyrie. And there's a there's a character or there's an actress that's laying on the ground dead right when the film starts. That looks identical to Valkyrie. And I said, well, fuck, there's Valkyrie. She's dead. Um, But I read a thing three months ago or so that said, no. Valkyrie and Korg and half of the remaining Asgardians escaped. Not escaped. Thanos made them leave. So they took some escape pod type shit and fucking scurried on to uh, skedaddled skedaddled to uh, continue the Asgardian race. So it'll be interesting to see. And I think that's part of the reshoots, especially now that Nate reminded me that Korg is on set. I think they are going to flesh at least the first part of what goes on with Korg and Valkyrie and the rest of the Asgardians. And then they will come in later into the film. That's what I've been reading. Anyway, we get to see what actually fucking happened. You know, when Thanos starts Rick rolling people and then later on the film, Valkyrie and Korg come back to help save. Yeah. Um, because Korg, Korg was too popular of a character to not include in this and, and Valkyrie too, for that matter. They, they were, from from what I read, uh, like maybe five months after Ragnarok came out, the director did not, or just just the total production crew did not expect Korg and Valkyrie to have as much. I didn't like Valkyrie as much that positive much. fan reception. Yeah, as I they didn't did. like Valkyrie that much. I love Korg. Oh yeah, you have to fucking love Korg. So I I have like two questions in terms of theory. Um, one of which I, I was listening to Game Over Greggy and they were talking about this and it's just ended up being a joke, mm-hmm. which it's it cracks me up and I want to quote it. But first off, first off, so 
Thanos' thing is he leaves half. So when he did the snap, did the half the halves that he already left get cut further in half? I would imagine so. Yeah. Because his thing was I will only take half. When he snaps, he only takes half of all life in existence. At random. At random. So you would say maybe one civilization that he halved, like only three fucking people of that whole civilization die. But then the majority of another civilization that he never touched, they're all dead. Because it's completely at random, and it's only half of all the life in existence. So that means all the fucking birds... Fucking cows, you're fucked because there's a lot of you. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my life, cow. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my life, cow. So I, I, I don't know. I like that theory and, you know, I that kind of that theory kind of got popular when when we started to figure out that, oh, the Asgardians actually did escape. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now only half of them are. <laughs> so now only a quarter of their fucking civilization is left. If that, yeah. If that, I I don't think that it's that way, because I, th- I, I think it's a total be- random. They not- say they say at random too many times in the film. Thanos does anyway. That yeah. I don't get to choose. The stones basically choose. The gauntlet basically chooses. Yeah. Who lives and who dies. There's this other theory. I, I posted it in our group chat the other day that. Odin once controlled all. Yeah, of them. I didn't. I didn't get to read that. So go it, through that. It's a cool little video. Uh, it's it's just like he he the so he originally had the tesseract, mm-hmm. and then and he had a fake infinity gauntlet. They it may have been fake. The stones are fake, but I think the gauntlet's real. That that that's what the theory says that um, he he had he had all the infinity stones. And then base- or remember, though, when Hela walks through the treasure room, she says it's, it's just a fake. fake. Possibly. But then, anyway, go on. There's there's a chance that he may he had uh, Sindri. No, it, it was there was the what was Peter Dinklage's character's name. Sindri. Sindri. OK, that, that he had him make the gauntlet for him. And that's why he already had the mold for Thanos, mm-hmm. basically. I don't know. It's it's like a 10 minute video. I'll, I'll watch it and, when we leave, uh, or when I leave. He had the Tesseract. He had he had the ether. He hid the ether. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, maybe maybe he and Trut since since the uh, the sorcerers on Earth, which is a, a realm protected by Asgard, um, they protected the Earth from other dimensions, other dimensional beings. Mm-hmm. They, they thought the Odin thought that that was a good spot to give the, the time stone, the time stone and the form of the eye, eye of Agamotto. Uh, I mean the power stone. I mean, he's just, he's gone across. So, all so the these... only outliers we have right now are the power stone and the time and the, uh, soul stone. Yeah. And they think the one video, I saw two different videos with this theory and one video said that he maybe went after the time stone and, with Hela, and mm-hmm. then Hela was all that he was his main love, like much like Gamora was to Thanos, and that he couldn't do it. So that and that. Well, showed, Hela wasn't his main love. Well, not his main love, but the thing he loved most in life. Well, that would have been his wife. But that's his daughter. Right, but he he fucking so he, he imprisoned way, his daughter. Either way, well, 
getting there. Okay. So this this, this actually leads into that. Okay. So he couldn't sacrifice the thing he loved most to get to get what he wanted. So Hela saw that as weakness, and that's and that's when she rebelled against him. Well, that's when he turned to instead of conquest to protection, and and ruling, and th- and she saw that as weakness, and she rebelled, and she went against that. So we're saying that he got four out of the five stones. Yeah. There's another theory that he's the one that put the stone there, and make because he's all about you know these trials and being sure you're worthy. Mm-hmm. So there, he's the one that put it there. And that when, I mean, and because he had the te- the tesseract, uh, he hid that on Earth as well. Uh, when Red Skull got rejected by it and sent to that planet, Vormir, uh, that that's that that was that was a spell by Odin. Uh, there's there's also in the 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 theory video the the one that says that Odin put it there. Uh, you can kind of see the Bifrost a little bit when that little flare goes up after Gamora mm-hmm. dies. It's it's all really weird and interesting, but I mean, and I, and there there's a there's a if if this theory is correct, maybe he has a connection to these stones. Maybe he has a connection to the soul stone, or just the stones in general, like I said, and that he is going to come back into play in the next Avengers. I would like that. He is still he still has a way to to connect with Thor. He can still communicate with Thor through his and visions Loki. and Loki. Loki's fucking dead. Right. <laughs> Loki's fucking dead. Fucking dead. I would like that. Um, I mean, because, you know, we can just agree that if Hela was still alive on Asgard when, um, you know, when, when, no, no, no. If Hela was still alive on Asgard and Surtur wasn't a thing, let's just say Surtur was there too. And Thanos shows up to get that fucking Tesseract Sorry about you, pals. Uh, Thanos is not beating Hela and Surtur together. No. Not doing it. Not beating Hela by himself. Because Hela is more powerful than Thor. Um, and Thanos gave Thor all he wanted until he got Stormbreaker. So... If Hela is more powerful than Thor, and Thor is the only one that could challenge Infinity Gauntlet Thanos, then we'll just do a little bit of math here and say that Thanos with one Infinity Stone could not go toe-to-toe with Hela, especially if Surtur is involved also. Mm -hmm. So, that's my opinion. I'm definitely going to watch this theory video now because... I like cool. I like cool. uh, Anthony Hopkins as Odin. oh yeah. Um, I thought Odin always fit into the plot very well, and uh, I mean, if you do any research into Norse mythology, um, Odin has one eye mm-hmm. because he knows everything. Yeah, he gave up an eye to know everything. So yeah, Thanos or not Thanos, Odin knew this was coming. That's that's why he put Thor on the path that he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a really cool video. Uh, I definitely recommend watching it. Like, um, I really so I, I after watching that video, I started delving deep into the Thor. Oh, you went fucking deep deep YouTube, didn't you? Oh yeah, Good all, all my theory videos and just exp- explanation videos. 
it, I went into a one where it's it's in the new this new line of uh, Thor comics where it's uh, Jane Foster as Thor. No, the, the the it's the current one which Thor has traveled into the future, and he is basically teamed up with him with old Thor himself, uh, and that Thor because is, the one right before that was where be where Jane Foster actually became yeah. Thor. Yeah, I think that's I don't know I don't know much about that I don't know much about like the female Avengers because there's there's like a female Iron Man a female Thor a female fucking Captain America it was all weird gender equality anyway go on but it, it, I can't remember the exact plot of what's going on but Thor is helping himself and Thor the future Thor has basically become Odin he 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 absorbed when Odin dies he absorbs the Odin force and it becomes the Thor force. It's cool. <laughs> it's really fucking cool. I love it. I, I actually want to start reading these. Cool. So, Nate, if you have those, shoot them over. <laughs> Just read some North mythology and you'll get all that. But it's not... North mythology is... These are these are superhero stories versus the... Read some of the Norse are, are they stories. All... Yeah. You fucking played God of War. Yeah, none of that followed much of Thor. <laughs> All the stuff about Tyr didn't fucking get your dick hard. Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. That's just, that's not even scratching the surface on information about Tyr. And they changed 90% of it. Yeah. So, yeah, read some stuff about Tyr. It'll get your fucking dick hard. <laughs> yeah. I, want, I definitely want to start reading that shit. It's it, it, just a matter of getting time to do it. Oh, yeah. It's right now, like, I'm, I'm involved in this. Uh, I'm still doing my random band, which last week we had a hell of a practice. Good for you. We wrote a new song. I wrote a new song with the, with them. I contributed. That's the most I've ever contributed musically. You did it. And you know what I did? I I played the riff from our uh, our bumper, and we turned it into a whole song. Nice. And it's going to be called Heritage. <laughs> we have another song called Dragma. Dragma? Yep. Drag my balls across your face. I figured that's where you were going. Oh, yeah. And that's the chorus. <laughs> I was not going to do that. I was just going to leave the title Dragma and actually write something completely different. But the music just lends itself to those lyrics. <laughs> that's fair. And uh, another song is it's as if Ricky Bobby was in Death Race. God, that'd be such an awesome crossover. <laughs> Which is kind of the theme of the whole band in general is like this Talladega Nights. It's this, it's this like really hardcore, like biker metal rock. Okay. Racing. Yeah. Ricky Bobby death race shit. Okay. You do you, man. I'm very excited. I mean, we within three practices, we've already written four songs. Cool. And we still have until December. So... We're, we're very, and on top of that, we have a Facebook page. I think we're the only band in this challenge that has a Facebook page. All right. Uh, just, because I, I want Can I send dick pics to this Facebook page? Maybe, if you want. I mean, well, I just want to compete with the Sluts Facebook page. Mm, gotcha. I don't know that I can, but. I don't think you can. <laughs> Oops. Oops. You got anything else, man? Yeah, I want to talk about Hereditary, you fuck. Oh, yeah, that's I've right. I've been waiting Hereditary. this whole fucking episode to talk about it. So I want to I want to 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 preface 
what we're about to say and dissect this film. Uh, back in February, I think it was February, we watched the initial trailer for yeah, this movie. on the show. We reacted to it on the show. Um, we both had kind of, like, a decent amount of interest in seeing this film. Mm-hmm. And then, I want to say April or May. Might have been May. April or May. We heard the reviews of the film since it had been in theaters. Yeah. Were very poor. And we both said that we, you know, kind of expected that. They're just trying to capitalize on the jump scare generation of horror films. And then I totally committed myself to never seeing this movie. I I didn't commit. I didn't like outright commit to it, but I was just like, yeah, I don't care. Well, when I say commit to not seeing it, I wasn't going to actively hunt this movie down to yeah. watch it. You know, yeah. if if I came over here and you said, hey, man, we're going to hang out for a couple hours. Cool. We're going to watch Hereditary. All right. We'll watch Hereditary. <laughs> All right. We're doing this. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I just I wasn't going to go out of my way to see it. And you saw it Friday night. Texted me immediately and said, hey, watch fucking Hereditary so we can talk about it on the show on Tuesday. Yeah, I did. So I sent my wife. Down to the red box by the Dollar General to uh, pick up Hereditary while I was at class last night. And I watched it last night, so all of this information is very fresh in my mind. And I fucking enjoyed it. Oh. <laughs> I did. I thought I thought it was very well done. It is a better version of Paranormal Activity. Think okay. Ab- think about the total plot of Paranormal Activity from one... All the way up until the dark ones. Not not the ghost dimension, because I still haven't seen that. I, I stopped at three. That's the last full one that I saw. Okay, so, what, so the plot from one all the way up until three is a total arc, you know, encompassing the same thing. That's basically what Hereditary is. It's all three paranormal activity movies into one. Okay. Would you disagree? I, I, I can't disagree. Uh, I see, I see what you're saying Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, however, (laughs) I wanted you to watch it because I wanted someone else to suffer (laughs) what I suffered. (laughs) I didn't suffer because I thought it was good. Oh man. I, Miranda and I both watched it and she really wanted, she didn't even expect me to watch it with her. She just got it because she was going to watch it. Mm -hmm. But like, I I wanted to spend time with her and I I was like, yeah, I'll watch it with you. (laughs) So sat through this whole thing and most of the movie we were just like what the fuck what what the fuck <laughs> and it, it and the thing is so there's enough going on in the, at the beginning of the movie we're still confused at the very beginning of the movie but we're like all right it'll it'll explain it'll it'll pick up and then the the drama happens of the movie and then <laughs> man that that's a fucking that's a powerful whole sequence of events yeah though. Yeah, and then Skylar and I legitimately both got really sad. Yeah, it was it was weird. I I didn't know how to feel with that in terms of like my emotions. Like I wanted to keep just firm. Like okay, what's going to happen next? But at the same time, I'm like, man, what is going through his head? Because he is not pulling over, or he he just he just walked into his room and s- falls asleep. And it's just like how like one he's stoned as fuck. So that that probably played into it too. Like he's just in shock, utter mm-hmm. shock. 
And that's just how he's just, his mind is choosing to react. Not choosing, but just surviving. That's how his mind is surviving yep. in terms of his reaction. And and I was like, all right, what's going to happen next? What's gonna, and the movie proceeds to just be extremely slow. But there's there's enough every like 10, 15 minutes of slowness every 10 to 15 minutes there's something happens and you're just like all right what the fuck and then it goes back to slow see i i had a different experience because from the moment the movie started you know we knew that it was like a demony horror movie when Skylar and i watch those movies we are picking it apart constantly like yeah like what's going on in this scene pause do you fucking see that in the corner play you know start to finish and the moment like from start you're obviously confused at the beginning of the movie but as shit progresses and you finish the film if you pause it right before the movie ends you can say you can go all the way back to the beginning of the movie and point out like in detail how every scene connected together so in the very first scene when they're in the funeral home and Charlie walks up to her dead grandma and she looks up and that guy fucking does that weird fucking smile at her. You don't see that again until the very end of the movie. So, I mean, every scene fucking I thought it tied. It flowed very it, well. It's a movie that it, it's a chore to sit through. It's a chore. To, it was a chore for me to sit through. It was. But I mean, when you, when it all pays off, it's. I mean, it, 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 it does pay off. Skylar and I enjoyed it a lot because as the movie progressed and we were picking it apart scene by scene, um, you know, it was, oh, my God, this is why this is happening. This is why so-and-so is involved. They do, they go out of their way to point out uh, all of the deaths in her family at the mm-hmm. beginning of the film. Yeah. Uh, schizophrenia, like extreme schizophrenia the mom had uh did which is dissociative identity yes. disorder um so it so at the beginning of the film they they hang that little worm in front of your face and it's like you're gonna go through this whole fucking movie thinking all these people are just crazy yeah and they all have fucking mental health problems and then boop demons you know <laughs> so i mean i i just thought it was really well done the scenes with Charlie made my wife very uncomfortable, uh, f- like physically. Like you look at Charlie's face. Yeah. Oh no, Miranda fucking hated it. She's like, I fucking hate her face. <laughs> well, I, well, I mean, Skylar was like, like, what is wrong with her? I mean, is this prosthetic? Is this what this girl actually looks like? Mm-hmm. So Skylar like had empathy for this young actress like yeah. right out of the gate because it's like okay what what is wrong with her in real life yeah you know <laughs> and then all the shit's going on and then so I, i'm i'm nerding out about this right now so the grandma dies the queen is dead now they need a new they need a new queen okay so you see you get you go a little bit farther into the movie and it's like okay both of the children were not known about until the second child. Okay. So the line stopped at the grandma because they didn't know that there was any children. 
if they would have just never told the grandma that there were any children, like everyone would still be alive right now. Okay, let's go even farther than that. She finds the book later in the movie that's talking about whatever god that is or demon that covets the form of man. But the way that the the little paragraph is written is the god is also a man and just wants another male body. Yes. When in reality, it's a female wanting a man's body. Ooh. Coveting the the form of man. That's why at the end of the film, Charlie is the one in Peter. I think Peter was his name. Mm -hmm. Charlie is the one in Peter's body and not this demon or God or whatever it is. So it goes. Well, the the demon was in Charlie and it, it, it got it got the wrong host. Yes. So. Yes. Because at the beginning of the film. Charlie says, Grandma wanted me to be a boy. Grandma wants me to be a boy. That's why grandma fucking did her voodoo ritual, put the God in the body of a girl. So that's why Peter's dead. If Charlie was a boy, it would have just stuck right there. Yeah. And then Peter would have lived. But it, it was just. I mean, his body's alive. Right. <laughs> I mean. That scene. Oh, my God. That scene where the mom's just like. Sawing her head sawing off. Sawing her head off with like rope or string or whatever. It's it like, looked like piano wire to just me. Just mid-air. Just mid-air, nothing holding her there. She's like that. That was... At first, I thought she was stabbing herself. No. Because I, of the I, sound that it was making. I was like, okay, she's fucking up there jabbing herself with something. No, that was... Oh, oh, that's piano wire. She's fucking sawing her head off. Those Those scenes were really interestingly hard to watch. Interesting because I couldn't... I couldn't like take my eyes off of it hard to watch because you know it's it's hard to watch well it's you know like psychologically like it's such a fucked up thing like if you got piano wire out right now and tried to saw your head off your brain would not let you do it yeah well it's the thing you is cannot, this movie went from so slow to like going 75 miles an hour you cannot self-terminate that way no you cannot saw your own head off you can cut your hand off you can saw your foot off you cannot saw your own head off. Your brain will not let you do it. Unless there's something chemically in your brain fucked up. So, you know, Charlie's doing all this weird shit. Charlie dies. Everyone's dealing with the grief. And then later on in the movie, you look back to that whole sequence of events that Charlie died. Okay, Charlie was allergic to nuts. They point that out in the film like five times. I don't remember that. Yeah, um... At the funeral home, in the very beginning of the movie, when she eats the chocolate bar, all three, the brother, the mom, and the dad, say, that doesn't have nuts in it, does it? And then as the mom's walking away, she says, we don't have the EpiPen. I don't remember that. Yeah, that's right at the beginning of the movie. And then, like, every time throughout the film after that, Charlie eats something chocolate, someone says something to her about, there better not be nuts in that. I don't remember any of that. Yeah. Weird. That's and, these and, type and, of films. I'm serious. I, I, pick, I never, I never saw that as an allergic reaction. I saw that as in like something was like spiritually was going on wrong with her. Yeah. So, so I guess it was just a, this, this whole movie reaction. was like fucking preordained for all of these events to happen in sequence. Mm -hmm. The mom made Charlie go to that party. Why did the mom make Charlie go to that party? 
because she was stressed out from her mom dying. Her mom put all that stress on her. Charlie went to that party and just so happened to eat fucking chocolate cake with nuts in it. That's why at the beginning of the party, when Peter and Charlie walk in, you see that very fucking focused angle of that girl cutting up all those nuts on that chopping board. Or that cutting board. And then she eats the fucking chocolate cake, starts running around wheezing and shit. Oh, I better get you to the hospital. And then I was like, that whole next that whole next scene, it's like, Peter's doing the right thing. He's going to get her to the hospital. Everything's going to be kosher. And then she fucking rolls the window down. And I went, I, I looked at Skylar and I went, no. And she fucking sticks her head out and bam. Yeah. Why was that deer in the middle of the road? A deer was in the middle of the road because all of those events had been fucking preordained. Had to have been. Yeah. It's, it's, it can't Makes just, sense. can't just be happenstance. Do I ever want to watch this movie again? No, but I, I am, I am enjoying it more now that you're explaining this in this way. Uh, well, this, this movie, I also didn't realize that her head got completely lopped off. Oh, fucking all like, I, I just saw, I just saw it hit. I didn't see it, but, and then later on when I, I was like, when you see that scene of her head on the side of the yeah, fucking Yeah, I was like, oh shit. She goes, yeah. Miranda goes, yeah, obviously. I mean, he was going like, what, fucking 80 miles an hour? Obviously, he's going to get lopped off. I'm like, yeah, you can make a good point. <laughs> well, especially because she stuck her head out the window. Her head, it's hits, just the, her yeah. head hits the telephone pole. Her fucking spinal column yeah, hits the back of the sense. window. There's just yep. no, no little, way it wouldn't happen. little fucking decapitation action. Anyway, so... Then the mom goes through, or basically, you know, fucking Deaths Anonymous, a support group, and just happens to run into this lady when she's leaving the support group, which that lady was not at the support group the first time. No. We, we rewound it and went back and looked. She was not in that circle of people. Okay. They, they, like, they do such a good job of foreshadowing in this movie, but they do an even better job at subtle foreshadowing. Because in the first scene when she's in the support group, she never looks up from the ground. Mm-hmm. She never looks up at the people. She might look up a little bit, but she never makes eye contact with anyone else yeah. in the room. So she would not have remembered anybody else that was in that room. So lady runs up. Hey, you know, here's my shoulder to lean on. Cool, we're best friends now, yada, yada. <laughs> She goes to her house. That's a really nice mat. My mom used to make mats like those. She used to crochet them. Oh, weird. <laughs> That's too much coincidence. And then the moment, the moment that they did the seance thing for the first time. See, I missed that scene, or the, at least the beginning of the scene, because I, I think I came down here to go to the bathroom or something. The moment that scene happened, I started to put together all the little threads that I had segmented off from the beginning of the film because at the beginning of the film with Charlie, you had that really weird scene where there was the woman in the white dress Mm -hmm. lighting the field on fire. Remember that? And then you don't ever see anything about that ever again until the very end of the movie. And it's like, this is fucking weird. And then like six or eight scenes after that, the family all gets home from whatever they're doing at nighttime, and the dad, the dad has one line in that scene that's, what the hell's that smell? Then you don't figure out until the end of the movie yeah. what that fucking smell was. I forgot about that. So they were dealing with that smell 
because they were desensitized to it or everything else was just going on and they weren't keying in on it. But he points that smell out like a quarter of the way through the movie. In the last 25 minutes, they figure out what the smell was. Yeah. Well, fucking Grandmammy's up in the in the fucking attic. Yeah, not not to mention, like, uh, there's that phone call. Okay. From, from I was the... going to get to that next. So Skylar and I are going theory after theory after theory, trying to connect everything together. And then I went back to that phone call that he got at the beginning of the movie, and he did not tell his wife about no, it. No, he did not. Did not. And I said, oh, fuck, this guy's in on it. This guy has got to be in on it. Why would he not? tell her about her grandma's grave being fucking desecrated well he wasn't in on it i was wrong <laughs> but it's just i mean foreshadowing this movie fucking does it so they do the seance i would imagine okay so we see the seance scene uh janie the woman that is uh, consoling her, she makes that statement that I lost my son mm-hmm. and my grandson. Okay, they drowned. Why did they drown? This bitch fucking sacrificed her son and her grandson. Did she? Had to have. Why would they die? It's too much coincidence that they just died. This was all involved. She fucking sacrificed those bitches. So they do the seance. She fucking teaches the main character how to do it. And I, the moment she did that, the moment that scene ended, I said, you know what? She's going to fuck up and invite the wrong thing into her house. And that's how this all makes sense. Well, they go to do the seance at home and Skylar goes, oh, fuck, the candle's not lit. So you know how there's a candle on the table? Yeah. That's the one thing she pointed out. Oh, fuck, the candle's not lit. That must be what's keeping the demons away, that candle. And then as the scene goes to another frame, the candle's lit. She goes, that candle wasn't lit. Something else lit that candle. (laughs) She was getting fucking amped up about it. (laughs) That candle, that candle wasn't lit. You know, like, fuck. But it was just, it was good. If you would have picked the movie apart like I did, you would have enjoyed it more, I think. Maybe you would have been able it, to see all the subtle stuff. If it wasn't so slow, I probably could have. Yeah, but I, I could not get past the slow. Oh man, that fucking scene when when Peter contorts his body and starts slamming his head into the yeah. fucking desk. I thought he was dead right there. Like this motherfucker's gonna beat his head to death. Yes, I thought the same thing. Did the did the sound God. fucking bother you it did god that's a, such a creepy fucking sound when you're not when you are not the one doing it it's fucking creepy mm-hmm. when you can't hear where it's coming from it's a creepy fucking sound yeah it's just like that just like the grudge everybody goes on about that sound uh, or whatever the fuck it was that sound didn't bother me that every, well everybody else is right because everybody else is a bunch of normies normies <laughs> but uh so peter gets home after he beats the fuck out of himself <laughs> Skylar goes, I didn't sound like a hillbilly. Yes, you did. Because you are a hillbilly. I did not. <laughs> Down by the door, General. But um, that scene where, where Peter's, Peter's waking up and the whole house is dark. And Mama's up there in the fucking corner. Dude, yeah. And then fucking basically swims out of the room. I was like, oh. There's, mm. there's, like, there's a couple scenes where like she's. Oh, she's in the corner again. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, he walks into the living room and there's old fucking Papa Bear burnt alive. I so that that scene I, I thought was actually really well done because she's like, I need you to throw this book in the fire. I can't do it because it'll burn me. You know, that was a figment of her imagination. Earlier in the film, she threw that uh, Charlie's journal that she drew all those images yeah. in. She threw it in the fire, and then her arm caught on fire. Yeah. That's why she pulled it out. That was just a figment of her fucking was imagination. It was it? So I think it did it burn because she, Charlie was in her? and Because when they embraced her and her husband or whatever, like something happened. There was like a sound. There, a sound in the music or something happened, and you there's actually a visible reaction in her, and at, the spirit transferred, and that's why it burned. Mm-hmm. And then it went back to. It, then I think it went to. It went to somebody. I think it went to Peter. After that. No, I, I thought I thought it went back to her. It may have. That's why she know. cut her head off. Yeah. That's why she kept doing all that fucking. Gosh. That's why she was doing all that weird shit. Ah. But so yeah yeah it went, yeah, after he caught on fire. That's when it went back into her. That's when she fucking went AWOL and started doing all that weird shit. Um, but yeah, he fucking, he looks around like, and you don't see her up. Or he he doesn't see yeah, her up you in the see corner. Because it's not, she's not in focus whatsoever. Nope. And, and then she's just sitting really still. So the naked people, right? We see the naked. <laughs> okay, so right yeah. before. Right before this whole sequence of events happens, you know, you see the house at daytime and it's that wide angle view Mm -hmm. and then it goes to nighttime. I liked how they did that. How it was like, did you see all the people standing around the house? I don't think so. Okay. So when it goes from daytime, there's no one. Then it goes to nighttime. There's probably 35 or 40 people naked standing all around the house. I didn't notice it. I didn't notice did, it at all. Then I definitely didn't Skylar notice it. Skylar paused it and goes, did you see that? Did you see all those fucking people? And I said, no. She rewound it. And, I mean, I like the way they did that, too. No transition. Just one scene to the next. You know, time frame, anyway. From daytime to nighttime. There is 35 or 40 people standing at different elevations all around the house. All butt-fucking naked. Did not see that. Yep. How did I not see that? There, I mean, because you're so focused on the house. Yeah, you're right. That's why that, I mean, that scene's that way, so you don't notice it. I was focused on the house. I wanted to see, you know, a light flick on or, you know, a shadow somewhere. I didn't fucking notice the 40 <laughs> naked people standing around the house. Um, but when he turned around that first time, did that guy that was standing, like, in the doorway doing that creepy fucking smile... So that was the guy from the very beginning of the movie doing that creepy smile. At first, I thought that was like the manifestation of that fucking demon. Yeah. Because he was he had like gold body paint on doing that fucking smile. And I was like, "Uh, do I look at his dick? Do I look at his face? What do I do? I don't know what to do. (laughs) But she fucking hops down off the roof or off the ceiling and then just fucking chases him. And then she's beating. Okay, so he climbs up in the attic. And I'm like, okay, you know, there's going to be fucking a bunch of people in the attic. She starts beating on the attic door. And I thought she was beating on the attic door with no, the, the pull down. She is headbutting the fucking attic door. Fast. Yeah. 
Okay, that is creepy as fuck. How? Okay, here's the next part. How did she get into the attic? Through the window, right? Or no? The window was closed. It doesn't open. How did she get in there? The only way into the attic was that attic access. Yeah. So she just fucking teleports into the attic. <laughs> okay. Ends up there fucking sawing her head off. Yeah. He goes to fucking peek around the corner and Grandmammy's not there. But a picture of him with his eyes fucking gouged out is. Yes. Okay, that's creepy. When he first walks into the attic, you see a naked woman standing in the fucking back mm-hmm. corner. Yes. Creepy as fuck. Yeah. Because you only see her from the neck down. You don't actually see her face. Because mm-hmm. she doesn't have a head. No, that one had a head. Oh, that one did? Yeah, that was just one of the naked people. And then, um, you know, he starts fucking meandering around, and then all of a sudden there's a shit ton of fucking naked people. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Boom. Fucking Charlie's in him. You know? It's just fucking weird, man. And then he wakes up, and then there's that whole, like, you're, you're well, the I would, guy now. I would just assume that when he fell, it killed him. And then that's how Charlie fucking entered. Payman. What? King Payman. That's Thank the you. That's the name of the demon. Thank you. That inherits him. Yep. So... <laughs> He, j- he dives out the window and dies and then sees his fucking mother's body float up into the little shack. The treehouse. The, the treehouse, thank you. And that, that's where all the fucking naked people are at. Fucking, and Grandmammy's fucking bowing down with no head. She's bowing down with no head. All bloated and fucking. Yeah. That was so fucked. This, this movie was fucking weird. <laughs> the weirdest part of that scene was the statue of Payman. With fucking Charlie's head on yes. it. Yes. So fucking creepy. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, hey, that's Charlie's head. And she's like, really? Oh, fuck. That's this, Skylar did that, and I said, oh, fuck. So. What would you give this movie out of 10? So the way that I normally review movies, I would probably give this a 6 out of 10. Reviewing this as a, as a genre-specific type of review i would give it a seven and a half or an eight okay having you explain everything in that fashion my rating is definitely higher i'd I'd probably about six or seven i think that's fair i would like to see more from this actor or not actor but director he he's obviously a horror enthusiast if you watch there was a little like a featurette on the disc that i watched um and I, I mean, I like the guy. He's obviously enthusiastic about horror films. Um, I actually, on a side note from the movie, there was a couple things before the movie even started that Skyler and I are, are kind of pumped up for. There's a bunch of movies from that studio, A24 Productions or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, It Comes at Night. I wanted to see that when it was in theaters, and I never saw it. We skipped all the trailers. So. Yeah, we wa- we watched all the trailers. There's a there's a couple trailers uh, that we're actually gonna get the movies from or for this weekend. We're gonna kind of have a little little fucking movie marathon. Nice. Um, but I enjoy these kind of movies. You know, I like I liked. I am one of the people that actually enjoyed Paranormal Activity. I like the first two. Uh, I thought the third one was good. Third too. one wasn't bad, but then at the end when it's all like culty and shit, I was like, what? 
But it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it, it fits the story. I, but once again, I was just left wanting more, I guess. Watch watch the fourth one. I tried. And I think, yeah, I, I, it's not that I didn't want to keep watching. I was just there were people in the room talking. Right. I couldn't focus. Watch watch the fourth one. Focus on it. And then it'll be like, oh, this all fucking makes sense now because it ties around all the way back to the first movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, Skylar and I really like the Paranormal Activity movies. We like The Conjuring. Um, we haven't seen Annabelle or any of the Annabelle movies. Um, but we really like the Insidious films. I yeah. think those are really well I done. I like the Insidious films. I haven't seen the third or fourth, but... Definitely th- check them out. Yeah, the, th- the first two I really enjoyed. The order in the the way that the films actually go chronologically, it's four, three, one, one two. two. Yeah. So... The fourth one, Scholar and I watched that recently. We we really enjoyed it. Um, we actually did a marathon of all of them. One, two, three, four. We watched them all on the same day. Okay. Um, but yeah, I Do mean. Do you have them? I have a couple of them. I don't have the third or the fourth one. Okay, that's what I need. Just fucking go to Family <laughs> Video and rent them for $2. I think Joe has the first three. Yeah, I. I told him to buy the fourth. I he I, he got the third one because him and I were talking about it. The one I saw, it was like literally all three of them in one case. Yes. Yep. By the way, I finally got Pacific Rim out of the security box. <laughs> what? Pacific Rim ri- uh, Rising or whatever. Uprising. Uprising. Yeah. Uh, so when he, when Joe bought the movie, he was with his niece and she forgot to have the checkout lady. Oh, take I told it out him of- how to get that off. I literally I found a magnet at work and brought it home. It was just it was, it was a magnet that was on the on a post mm-hmm. and I, I brought it home, slid it over the thing and it just popped open. I, I was just going to cut it off. Yeah, I tried doing that. You didn't cut it off with a death wheel. Nope. I was going to fucking cut the top of it off and just slide the movie. Out. Nope. I used a magnet. Science. Science. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, I, I enjoy all those films. So. Or that I enjoy that genre of movies. I've never really been a big slasher guy. I like slashers. I don't like slasher. I don't like slasher movies because my mentality is, okay, this big motherfucker is chasing me. Number one, I'm smart enough. I'm gonna fight back. Number two, I'm not just gonna randomly fall down. Oh no, my leg! Oh, stabbed, dead. Like that's just that's, that's just the rules of the slasher film. Yeah, that's why I don't like slasher films yeah. because if some motherfucker is hunting me, I'm gonna kill them. They're not gonna kill me. I am going to kill them. And well, if I there are characters like that. If I die, but yeah, but they're <laughs> shitty characters and then like they that. Die. Yeah, because they're dumb. Because they suck. Yeah. There's I no dra- There's no drama in winning in the first 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, but you could just escape in the 15, 20 minutes, and then don't have to worry about it. And then. That character just escapes. Yeah. Like, you know the joke, like, I don't have to outrun a bear. I just have to outrun you. Yeah. Fucking, I am going to run faster than you. I will find a way. But, uh, I was going to say, have you seen The Strangers? No. Okay, so you obviously haven't seen... Oh, wait, no, I've seen The Strangers. No, yeah, The Strangers. I saw the first one. With, um, Liv Tyler? Yes. Yeah, I was thinking The Outsiders, which I have not seen The Outsiders. As far as Stay Golden Pony Boy? Yeah, I haven't seen the original. Yeah, watch it. It's good. That's what I've heard. But yeah, uh, Miranda and I, we watched The the Strangers. How uh, do you feel about that movie? Oh, man, that was... 
it was almost it was too real it's okay, too real I this like, motherfucker oh, this motherfucker had a shotgun okay mm-hmm. and didn't just walk out of the house and leave If you and I, okay, so just say you and I are like having a bro weekend, Mm -hmm. like a bunch of people are, we're having a podcast retreat and a bunch of people are coming up and you know me, I always have guns and that scenario is happening to us. You're telling me that you and I aren't going to walk out of the house fucking with guns and be like, come get me. I mean, I don't know. Supposedly that's based on a true story. So true events. But like, like threat response if you are in a situation where you can't escape you go into a room with only one way in and one way out yeah. and you make your last stand you with a up. gun pointed at the door yep the moment that door opens no matter who it is you fucking kill him which they did that in the strangers mm-hmm. his his friend shows up and he's fucking which is the the, the dude from it's fucking dennis from mm-hmm. always sunny yep so <laughs> But you're telling me that you couldn't have sat there for a couple more hours until fucking daylight and plugged the next fucking person to come through that door? And then when you run out of fucking shotgun shells, you beat them to death with that yeah. shotgun. So they came out with a sequel to that film. Yeah, and Miranda really wanted to watch it. I want to see it. I also really want to see that. So maybe that'll fit into our horror movie marathon. Um but that's about all I got to say about that. Yep. We're starting to run long, especially with the, uh, the segment earlier, uh, adding, all, I'm going to have to add that in, but we're at two oh, hours. Oh fuck. I forgot. I thought that was included in what we've oh, recorded. No. I stopped recording it. We're at two hours flat right now, but let's shut her down. Listeners are a lot further. <laughs> They're about two hours, 42. Uh, so yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, be sure to check us out live on Facebook every Tuesday around 5.30 or 6. Uh, we're probably going to hopefully venture off into Twitch at some point soon. So That is in the R&D department. It is in the R&D. We're researching. We're developing. We're, we're doing stuff. We're doing stuff. And things. And things. Uh, other than that, you can subscribe to Podcastrophy on podbean.com, and you get the audio form of this podcast every Thursday. Uh, soon going to be on iTunes and f- and more. Uh, we are also currently still on the Journey into Comics Network feed. Uh, so if you're listening over there, go ahead and subscribe. And if you're listening to Podcastrophy on our, on the Podcastrophy feed, subscribe to Journey into Comics. You get all kinds of shows like Brews with Dudes, Journey into Comics, Journey into Wrestling, Gallif Radio, Adulting Ain't Easy, Kids for Sale, Poor News, Poor Entertainment, Foodies Watching Movies, Best of the Week. <laughs> yeah, I included best of the week I'm as just, a show. <laughs> I'm just not going to acknowledge you. Oh, uh, yeah, but you get a ton of shows over there. I mean, we we were over there. I mean, we're still part of the network, but we're branching out. We're doing our own thing now, and uh, we're very proud of that. So please give us a listen, give us a subscribe, give us a like, share our stuff. Leave us a review on Facebook. Yeah, leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, send us things that you want us to talk about if you want. Uh, if you want a guest on the show. Yes, I was going to say that. If, if you, you want, want a guest, guest on, on the, the show, show, fucking send us a message and let us know. And yeah. that rhymed. And I need to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Dick. I'm the casting couch, Tyler. <laughs> it's a different persona than normal Tyler. <laughs> Please make every day a big dick day. Bye, guys. Bye.